Alright, welcome back to Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie. We have a guest with us today. Chris McGibbon. Hi. How's it going, Chris? Good, how are you? We're doing alright. We, cool. we haven't talked to you in a while. I know. It's been like, what? An hour and a half? Maybe. From since the last show? Yeah, two. I mean, how long is Teen Witch? An hour and a half. Yeah. Too long. What? Hey! We'll just make it a two-part episode. Teen Witch was very uh, favorable. All the people love Teen Witch. It's a cute movie. Most was like, I didn't want to say I loved it, but it was no. cute. No, it is it a cute, cute. It's a cute movie. I did a coffee run it before it ended. I didn't care how it ended. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, that is a good it, so, sign. Like, it didn't mean I go grab a coffee. It's not a big deal. That is a good sign whether or not a movie's good or not. Bob, we're in the den of McGibbon. Matt Gibbon, rather. Yes. And, um, it is decked to the halls with VHS. I'm a gigantic VHS fan myself. Melissa, how do you feel about VHS? I love it. It's like listening to an album. It's more pure. Yeah. You know, I'm old. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's true. You know, the artwork is better. Mm-hmm. Much like albums. I'm agreeing with you on that. It's a deeper cut. You know what I mean? Um, Just the rewinding part sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Not being able to skip chapters and get to your favorite part of the movie quicker, that can suck. But, but the artwork. The artwork's way better than DVD artwork. Definitely. There's something a little more, uh, more substance, just, you know, heavier. More, there's more, you know, something a little extra in your hands, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we figured we'd uh, chat about VHS in, in an episode, because we haven't really got into, uh, I don't think we've ever done an episode on VHS. We have not. And we have the master of VHS with us today. Oh, jeez. So we'll be talking about, oof, we'll be talking about all things VHS. You know what I mean? I got you. Now, Chris, what does VHS uh, what, what the, what's that mean? Okay. <laughs> it means movie watching time. That's what you're supposed to say. Uh, what does it mean, like, in terms of, like, what it means? It, it means video home system. Okay. I thought so. <laughs> I thought so, yeah. It means there's a lot of things on this wall right now that most people these days wouldn't even know what they are. True. That is true, it's unfortunately. That's true. You know, I remember when beta was the thing. Before we hop into that, should we talk about, um, <laughs> right, let's rewind, let's rewind like you're doing a VHS, and are we, we going to be appearing at a convention coming up? That's the rumor, Northeast Comic Con next weekend. That sounds like a lot of fun. It does. Uh, yeah. Toys too, right? Yep, Northeast Comic Con convention, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the toys. Toys are fun. What type of toys are we talking about? The same kind of toys you're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> um, I feel like I know, and I'm slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> who do they? Who some of their? Who who are some of the people we'll see? Um, the only one that's coming to mind right now because I'm brain dead is Nicholas Brendan. Okay. Other than that, I really haven't gotten too much into it right now. So VHS, 
There's, um, Chris has quite a collection of it over here. I think we're losing control of the room here. Yeah, it's okay. Though. No Buffy the Vampire Slayer, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, drat. I have the movie. Does that count? No. Better than that, so yeah. Uh, is he? No. I don't, no, he's he, not. He never. I don't do think he's movies? made it out of movies. No. No, he's done movies. No offense. He has done movies. Has he? Yeah. He did ones called like anything that we would know. Mm, I don't think so. He did something called Survival Island that was like I don't know. I never even saw. I remember seeing it on DVD back in the day. That was a documentary about his life. No, that's his life now. Yeah. <laughs> Trying. Yeah. That's his life now. One step at a time. I, no, twelve steps. I follow step. the twelve steps. Yeah. Let me to a bar. Yeah, it's a twelve step program. He needs to get on it. So VHS. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think all, all folks our age kind of fell in love with the VHS format because that's what we're most mostly you know were were accessible to us coming up. When I think that's what a lot of people kind of fall in love with cinema and the certain genres that they stick with throughout their days. Um, Back in the day when, you know, Blockbuster and Hollywood Video and what was the other one? Major Video? Yeah, Hollywood Major Video, Chris was talking yeah. about. The Mom and Pop places. Mom and Pops for days, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but you remember the old days of going to the rental store? Well, I'm pushing 50, so yes. 50 years old, huh? <laughs> Dang, so... Well, we, yeah, well, yeah, I'd say, you, do you remember a time when, before VHS then, right? Yeah, I remember, you know, when we had to use, the pedal to our reel? cars. Did you do the reel to reel? <laughs> she, she busted out the 16mm uh, prints. The home 16mm prints, you remember beta, those? The beta and the laser discs, yeah. If I was a man of success, I would have 35mm prints. I would have like a nice collection like Quentin Tarantino has. Or your boy Josh. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're cool. I mean, f- play, finding somewhere to play them is difficult. Um, Not for Quentin Tarantino. He owns a theater. That's true. He's a little more well-off than us, though. A lot. A lot. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure he has all the connects that you would want to have when it comes to that stuff. Uh-huh. I hope I get in his will when he dies. I'm not sure how, but it'll be nice. We just had a kid, so the, I'm sure the kid will get everything. Right. And then he'll sell it in the yard sale for nothing. Right. So just not realizing what he has. <laughs> like we were talking before, the storage units, like, there's a lot of great stuff that just gets thrown in the dumpster. Yeah. You know? Well. And uh, it's possible that's where Quentin's collection will go. But I'm sure he'll raise his kid to be a big film fan. Hopefully. He'll beat it in, and beat it into him, probably, if he doesn't. <laughs> so you respect what got you this house, man. Right. But So, Christopher, I know you've been collecting for a long time. What, uh, your favorite genre is the horror genre. Yes, it is. I don't know what would give you that idea, though. I know, I don't see any horror movie memorabilia or anything around me right now. I'm very discreet about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I hide it So which well. So, which one of your videos is, like, your most prized? Um, I have a sealed copy of the video, Dead, that came direct, right from the director. The director had a copy of it hanging out in his garage and he uh, sent it to me in a very nice gesture and it's brand new never been opened and it's can't get much more personal than get it from the guy who made the movie right so, amen brother that one that one that one means a lot that would be the one I'd probably grab if the house was burning down now that didn't like a lot of those get burnt up in a church fire no that was the ghosting oh okay 
totally different movie. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, the video dead's a great time with um, Michael Saint Michael's in that, right? Yes, it was his first movie. It was the first movie he got. He uh, he got top billing, and he's only in the first like five minutes of the movie, and that's it. I just recently seen Greasy Strangler. Have you yeah. checked that out at all? No, no. He actually, when we were getting ready to do the Blu-ray for Video Dead, he can't kind of came out of the woodwork, and he really wanted to talk about that more than anything. Yeah. And I kind of had to put the kibosh on it. Oh. So I was like, it's about Video Dead, not... Motherfucker. You know, Greasy Strangler. So. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. It's actually pretty good. It had a lot of hype around it, and when I watched it, it's on Amazon Prime now. When I watched it, it was actually pretty good. It was one of those weird, quirky, like... Yeah, because usually the movies that have a lot of hype built up around them, when you watch them, they're pure trash. Sometimes they do, yeah. That's, that's usually my luck when I watch something that's been hyped up. Well, hype kills everything, unfortunately. You know what I mean? That's why I don't give in. Yeah. I don't read about it. I don't look into it. Yeah, like, if it's something I really want to see, I try to, like, especially, you know, depending on what it is, I'll try to stay off Facebook. For like the yeah. first week, doesn't yeah. usually work. But like the, the Blair Witch Project, like that was if you, if you were to, well, that came out on my birthday, and that was the worst birthday present ever. I'm sure <laughs> there, there's worse presents you could get. I enjoyed the Blair Witch Project for what cool. it was. That's yeah, cool. it was one of those things where the hype is what hurt that film. Yeah, if people, if you just to, just to watch it blindly, I'm sure it was quite an experience. Yeah, not um, knowing what you were getting yourself into, and yeah. Uh, I did that with Autopsy of Jane Doe. I completely ignored reviews. I didn't yeah. watch the trailer. I just... I didn't watch I, any I, of that I, either. I heard it was good. That's all. I heard one person tell me, oh yeah, it was really good, and I'm hearing mm-hmm. a lot of good things. I'm like, shut up. That's all I need to hear. I'll check it out at some point. And, uh, and then I saw it with my ex-boyfriend, and we, uh, scared the... It actually did scare me. It, it is. It's creepy. creepy. It was genuinely creepy. surprised. Yeah. It actually did freak me out a little bit. I mean, I, I slept fine, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to go to sleep after yeah. it was over. He just moved into our, what well, was supposed to be our new house, and I, there was this long, empty hallway. And he's like, "You ready to go to bed, babe?" I looked down the hallway. And I went, "No, no, 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 no." It was all dark. I was like, "No, I'm good. We're gonna watch Beauty and the Beast or something." <laughs> then, we, then we can go to bed. Yeah, and you're not expecting with a movie with that caliber of actor. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that dark and that scary of a film. Yeah, yeah. The thing with the bell when the corpse is walking around with the bell and you just hear it ringing in the distance and the yeah. kid's looking at another door and you don't see anything and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. No. Like I said, when we were talking about it earlier, I like I can't believe I waited this long to watch it. Yeah. Because it's literally been sitting on my Netflix queue since it came out. <laughs> yeah, I waited so. for a bit too. And when I first heard about it, I bought it on Blu-ray, kind of almost like a blind buy. Yeah. I didn't watch it immediately, but when I finally got to it, I was really blown away at how good it was. Yeah, it really surprised me. In the best way possible. Yeah. yeah. Like, literally, we watched it like two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? No, longer than that. It's been within like the last month. So oh, yeah, I, I really... I knew I about it. It, been, it was on my Netflix queue. I just never watched it. <laughs> How was that haunt movie that we talked about last time? Haunt or Trick? Um, we'll go with Trick. Because yeah. Haunt wasn't bad. Trick wasn't bad. Trick? Be, so you could have just said the same thing for anything. <laughs> yeah, but like, with, with Trick... Like, that was the character's name. That's okay. what they called him. And he... it's. I'm trying to figure out how to explain and this without like giving too much... You can. It's away. been out for a little bit, right? Yeah, it's been out for a little bit. Like, maybe a couple weeks. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but it makes you think that it's one person, like, a ghost type of presence. But it's not. It's like a cult of different people. Okay. That 
dress up as the character and go on the little murder spree that they go on every so it's year. it's a cult? Yeah, it's like a cult. Remember I said because of Ari Aster's movies, we're going to see a lot more cult movies yep. coming out. There you go. Yep. You have it. They, they're actually, that company's releasing another new movie. That, A24? Yeah. What's that one that... Um, St. Maud. St. Maud. That actually looks decent. Yeah. I've seen the trailer for that at... Um, what did we go see? Do you remember? Yeah. An A24 movie. Um, yeah, yeah posted, I can't... Bobby posted the video on his Facebook the other day. I hadn't seen it yet. It looked good. It was like one of those movies that like... Um, you'll see like... They'll they'll t- they'll try and go down like a religious route in a cheap way, yeah. Which like they just want to do a bunch of like blasphemy stuff that like people go ooh, but this actually looked like it was like darkly decent. twisted. Yeah, yeah the A twenty four people, like I've said before, I think they're kind of top notch right now with putting out the bigger budget horror movies. Well, like, when he posted it, I told him I was like, well, we need to go and see this because we liked Hereditary. Yeah, we liked Midsummer. Yeah, so. Yeah, let's see if we can get three for three with yeah. what we've seen already. A24 is a really solid company. They put out Green Room. Classic. That was a great movie. I really See, I liked that movie too and I didn't even realize that was the same company. So. Yeah, yeah, Green, they put that out. That, that movie was a was a, something I, I showed to a group of friends and I told them absolutely nothing about it. Mm. I was uh, I do these backyard movie nights in the summer and I was testing out the projector and the screen and I just said to some friends, if you want to come by and sit and watch a movie with me, I'm just going to be playing some in the backyard. And I picked Green Room, and I had already seen it, and they all sat down, like, we've never even heard of this, and they, then they saw, like, Patrick Stewart was in it, like, oh, wow, this is kind of, what's good, like, they didn't really know what was going on, and then when they kind of figured it out, they're like, well, this movie's pretty intense, and when the girl cuts the guy's stomach, when they're like, how do we know, how, yeah. how do we know that he's, you know, basically, how do we know he's dead? She cuts his stomach open. My friend stood up and like sat back down. I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> and like, it was just like he's at that point. The rest of the movie, they it was all... it was just weird because too because like a lot of people were so used to seeing Patrick Stewart as Captain Picard, Picard yeah, or the or sweet Xavier old Robert, or, right. or in X Men, he's oh yeah 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 I forgot yeah about the that. sweet yeah. old the sweet old man who lives next door you know yeah and then mm-hmm. and you see this movie and he's like. Fucking evil. <laughs> fucking evil. He's an evil racist bastard. Sadistic. Yeah, I got to see Green Room Blind as well. I heard a little bit of hype that it was great, and then I red boxed it, and I was like blown away. Yeah, yeah. I really I, enjoyed it. Then I went back and I looked into it. Well, Jeremy Salmer, the guy who wrote and directed it, uh, he did a movie called Murder Party. You ever yeah. see that one? Yeah, I saw that back in the day. Yeah, that one I haven't. It's. It's, like, low-budget, but, like, when you watch it, you can tell that there's, like, super talent there. Like, you know that this filmmaker's gonna excel. Yeah. Um, and but I... Yeah. It wasn't about, like, a group of people have a Halloween party, but the deal is they have to try to kill each other throughout the night something or something weird like that. Like, yeah, yeah. But they all agree to do it, like, in a, in a big empty warehouse, and they all decide, okay, we're gonna dress up in costumes, and the goal is, when you know, when the party starts, is we try to kill one another. And they kidnap, like, a pizza delivery guy or something yeah. like that, and they suck him into it. Why does it, it sound yeah. like something I've seen recently, but you it could've. wasn't that? He, and after, like, when I, when I realized that he did that, I put that together, and I was like, oh, shit. So then I went to go look into some other films that he did. He did a movie called Blue Ruin. Have you yeah. ever seen? Blue Ruin is, like, really great, too. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I put it right up there with, like, Green Room. Um, I think he, he was going to do, like, some... Tr- color trilogy where it was Blue Ruin, Green Room and there was going to be something else but his follow up was um, so, like Into the Cold or something like that mm. it was a Netflix movie about like a um, 
there's like a tracker who goes to try and find someone's kid in Antarctica or something like that and like there's a weird villain in it that comes into it but yeah that guy's really I'm like a big fan of him um yeah so yeah check out Blue Ruin if you haven't yeah I have to I haven't seen that one either like I said there's a lot of movies I haven't seen or never even heard of yeah because I don't tend to stray from like the more mainstream movies sometimes but like since I started hanging out with you guys and we started doing this I've been trying to expand my horizons on things I watch that's a beautiful thing <laughs> have you seen Color Out of Space yet? no I want to check that out I haven't have you seen, seen that yet. one Chris? no not yet that was good too um, Spectrovision that's a co- Elijah Woods company yeah. they did like the Maniac reboot That was I thought it was really good yeah, they've done that and a couple other things and um, it was really good it was Richard Stanley's big return I don't know like I think the lost uh, the Dr. Moreau the one that kind of yeah. fell apart I think that was the last time he attempted to direct anything right. no I actually did some shorts I think but um, for some anthologies um, but yeah that was really good it was Nicolas Cage at, you know, it wasn't quite, it was over the top Nicolas Cage, but it wasn't like Mandy Nicolas Cage, where it's, ah! It was more like a vampire's kiss Nicolas Cage, where it's just like wacky, you know what I yeah. mean? But like, but serious. Um, it was a beautiful film. The colors were really cool. You know, it's an H.P. Lovecraft story. Um, it was good. It was kind of like, uh, you know, he hasn't directed in a long time, but, like, you could definitely tell how good of a filmmaker he is by watching it, because being out of the game that long, granted, you know, you it was a, it had money, so, like, you can get all the... I really think that, like, to make a good movie, you if you have the money, you hire all the right people. And then, if you have half of an idea of what you're doing, you should be able to turn out something decent, because your ADs and your cinematographer pretty pretty much can direct it for you if need be um but as long as they like you they're gonna want to make you look good but um yeah i thought i did a great job and his other films like hardware i'm sure you're familiar with yeah great movie have you seen hardware nope heard of it very uh, very cool movie he did a movie called dust devil which i i've started to watch Uh, i didn't quite finish it but you know in all fairness i know there's multiple copies of it going around and there's copies that are bastard, bastardized part, copies of the film that even he says don't watch. So, have you ever seen the Lost Soul documentary about the making of Dr. Moreau? No. I don't know where, that might be on Prime. I think it is on Amazon Prime. And it's all about, like, how, we talked a little bit about it on that Cursed episode. Yep. Where, like, um, you know, he wrote it and was getting ready to direct it and they went through hell just to get it in there get it to the, the place of making and they had all these divas on set you know Brando was on there being crazy and they eventually fired him off the film and they brought in Frankenheimer who was like an old timey director to finish it and it was just kind of he clashed with everybody and the finished project they were like they went into like a hundred million dollars by the end of it to make it and the finished product was just like and then the finished product made five thousand yeah it made twenty seven thousand <laughs> <laughs> um, but um <laughs> Yeah, like it was one of those things. So back in the VHS, <laughs> um, that that'll be the reoccurring sentence. Well, that's what we'll call this episode. Back in the VHS. So uh, we're looking at your your big big shelves of of, of yet yeah, Night of the Creeps over there. Yeah, that one's what brand of, new. One of my favorites. Yeah, with mine too. Jason our pal Lively. Jason Lively's in that. I think that's supposed to be him on the cover. 
if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, th- I, mean, I, I think that's supposed to be him as a zombie. That's but, the most. But it's not actually. I mean, he obviously doesn't turn into a zombie in yeah. the movie. So Is that the one that came with the Tom Atkins doll? <laughs> uh, that had a whole artwork, didn't it? Did Blu-ray? The Blu-ray, they actually, for the sleeve, they used that artwork. Okay. They did use that artwork. Yeah, classic. Tom Atkins is at, at his finest in that film, I think. Fantastic. Fred Decker, who mm-hmm. only did what three movies and then he retired. Well, he didn't. Well, he didn't retire because he wanted to. RoboCop three retired him. Yeah, well, because he figured Monster Squad wasn't a success, Night of the Creeps wasn't a success. Yeah, I love Monster Squad. Then, yeah, they have audiences now. They're yeah. loved, but yeah. back in the and day, then, and then RoboCop three is effectively what killed his career. He's actually said that on a few interviews that that's the movie that did him in. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, because even you look at like the thing, like John Carpenter's The Thing never had the respect when it came out that it wanted. That it has now. <laughs> that it has yeah. now. Yeah. Well, John, The Thing also came out. I think e. a week week after ET, a week yeah. before ET. So you have this really lovely movie that Steven Spielberg did about this really gentle alien, and then you have John Carpenter's really grisly, hard R horror film about an alien from outer space. So like, you know, you just kind of got buried, and they were both being distributed by the same studio. So that probably didn't help things either. That was a better uh, month for Steven Spielberg than this month, though. Why was Steven Spielberg? S- Steven Spielberg had a rough month this month. Oh. With, with the uh, accusations? With, uh, yeah, he had... You didn't hear about the accusations? I'm off of social media. We, we Woo! Know well, first of all, his stepdaughter had a situation with... I've heard she that. She's a, porn. she's a porn actress. And then, and then, like, recently she was arrested for, like... Uh, Domestic assault or something like that. Yeah. Something crazy. And um, the newest one is somebody came forward and said that Spiel- they named Spielberg and Tom Hanks as pedophiles. Oh, jeez. I've heard it in a couple different platforms, which is wild. Everybody loves Tom Hanks. Yeah, I was going to say, Tom Hanks hasn't done anything to anyone. The Fonz doesn't like Tom Hanks, though. Him and Henry, him and Henry Winkler have beef. Who cares about the Fonz? Whoa! It's like totally irrelevant now. That like, ain't cool. Um, that ain't cool, man. He's better than Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks is better than him, let's be real. Wow. Yeah. I mean, come on, Turner and Hooch, man. I love Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Money I will Pit. Give you that. Money Pit. Joe versus the Volcano. Yeah. Big. Like big. Come on, Big. Yeah, big. come on. Yeah. Passed Away. The Terminal. Forrest Gump. Definitely Forrest Gump. Yep. Um... Yeah. Um, so, going back to VHS. <laughs> Trying to look over here what, what films we should talk about. Ghoulies. Ghoulies, a Bill Coyne favorite. We know Bill Coyne will be listening to the show. Yep, 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 yep. Memorable artwork, memorable poster. You had a good story about uh, Ghoulies 3? Well, yeah, I, I met John Carl Buchler before he passed away at Rock and Shock, and he, um, I told him how much I, uh, I liked Ghoulies 3. I said it's actually my favorite of the three movies, and um, he said that uh, he, he loved making it, but he was um, he only really made it because the company Vestron Pictures had promised him that they could they would fund a movie that he wanted to make if he made Ghoulies Three for them, and um, then he made Ghoulies Three, and the company went out of business, so he didn't get to make the movie he wanted to make, um, which sucked for him. And he said when the movie was screened for the executives at Vestron, half it was the first time in history that half the uh, investors got up and left the screening room and said that we're not going to watch the rest of it. We're not making our money back. We're, we've already kind of accepted that. And best round shortly, very shortly went under. Hmm. And, uh, Day of the Dead's classic. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I, I 
first, that was the I, first I, I like VHS. I didn't realize that until you just showed me the covers that they had them flipped. Yeah, yeah. I was I was telling before we went on uh, that you know back in the eighties when video because VHS was was not meant as a platform to own movies. It was primarily put out so people could rent, rent them. them yeah. um, so they were pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, VHS tapes used to run anywhere from one hundred and fifty upwards. I think I heard of them getting up to two hundred dollars, but yes. I don't I don't know anybody that can actually confirm that. But if you look at old video sales ads, they'll tell you like the the price, and it's usually like between anywhere from one hundred to eighty dollars or sixty on the low end. And um, when Day of the Dead was reissued on VHS by a company called Video Treasures, for whatever reason, they flipped the artwork from the media release. So Bob is facing one direction and one. Release and the other release, he's facing another direction. So, hmm. just weird that they decided to do that. Because who was like, "Oh, let's flip the artwork, so it looks different." Because um, they did slightly modify all of their covers for Video Treasures, which I'm now just thinking of. Because Nightbreed, they did the same thing. I don't think they flipped the art, but I think they changed the color of the title instead of it being green, it was yellow. So that was weird. Like, mm. yeah, just like know. slight changes. Yeah, it was just like to differentiate it, but it's like you know. Um, there was another company called Star Maker that distributed New World titles, and all they did was add a golden border around the artwork, and that was it. They didn't change anything else, you know. So that, I guess, that made more sense. I don't know, but yeah, I get a couple of VHS with some like big price tags on, like one hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, the Demons one I have has the original price tag still on it. That was an eighty dollars tape, and ironically, that's about what I paid for it. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you like that if that if that was what you paid for it when you bought it or if that was the price when it first came out. Well, I just got that one recently from a guy in West Virginia. Um, so there's actually kind of a sad story behind it. He's dying. Do mm-hmm. so to me. He's dying from cancer, and he said he would never because he told me he had that tape months ago, and he said he would never sell it unless he had to. And then when he told me it was up for sale, I was like, uh oh. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, it's bad news, and I'm like, oh, it's yeah. God's sake. So I bought it. I bought it off of him, but he wanted it to go to a good home and. Well, can't get a better one than this, then. Here it is. What was the most you've ever spent on a VHS? <sighs> 110. That was for that sealed Night of the Creeps. Mm. And that was a bidding one. And, like, it was... I felt like I had it in the bag. Nobody was bidding on it. I didn't bid on it yet. I was just sitting there. Then all of a sudden, it just started to go up. Yeah. Like, in the last, like, three minutes. And I'm like, I'm not losing this fucking tape. And then... <laughs> I think it was like one ten or one twenty. I ended up paying for it, and um, I actually have the Tom Atkins figure mm. from the Blu-ray release, and I sold the figure to buy the tape, and I got the money for the figure. So I was like, "Oh, this works." It's kind one of hand wash kind of a fair way. trade, you know, whatever. Yeah. So worked out. But yeah, it's probably the most expensive one I've paid for so far. Um, I try not to go too nuts with them because, as much as I love them, I do understand that this is a format that like yeah. is very unpredictable. Um, you know the tapes themselves can look super clean and like they're they're in great shape, but then you pop them in, the movie barely plays, um, or the tape can get eaten or rip. There's too many variables. Or just a blank tape put in there. Oh God, yeah, that happened to me. Um, there's a little bit of moisture in the air or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they grow mold, which is which is problematic. So um, the pieces that are in them degrade over time. I mean, these a lot of these were not meant to last as long as they have. So it's yeah. kind of amazing that they have. Um, I was actually told by somebody once you're better off buying previous rental copies of movies versus buying uh, what they refer to as a retail or sell-through mm-hmm. copy because they were um, made with better plastic and better stock because they were meant to withstand multiple playthroughs, whereas yeah. a retail tape was like 30 bucks or 20 bucks, and hmm. they were, you know, 
figured it wouldn't get played as much, so the material's usually cheaper. I figured there wouldn't even be a difference. You would figure there wouldn't be a difference, but they're... Or they they're, make it crappy just to make you, at some point, again. have to buy it again. Right, right. That's what we do nowadays. Yeah, well, that's, that, that was the plan. I mean, because it, it was... Like I said, the idea was never to own them, so when they started, when people started buying them, actually, ironically, you brought up Spielberg, the first movie, to my knowledge, that was priced at sell-through was E.T. They uh, sold E.T., I believe, for $40, which back then was really cheap for a VHS tape, mm-hmm. and the other VHS that was priced at sell-through was making Michael Jackson's Thriller, that was also selling for 40 Of which you love. I do love I it. Has. I have it. I have a yeah. copy myself, but you have what two or three copies? I have two, I have two, and that was That's all I really need. Honestly, purely by accident. That was not one I intentionally went out and got two of. Um, um, someone gave me one, and then I went to an antique store, and it was there for like a dollar. I was like, oh, what, what the? Yeah, hell? you can't pass that. Yeah. Up. yeah, you know what I mean. I gotta grab it. So, What's some of your favorite covers for for VHS. Video Dead for sure. Um, Let's see, Demons, I love the artwork for that. Uh, Ghoulies, and all the Ghoulies movies, they have great yeah. art. Um, Spookies, has an amazing cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that's on that poster is in the movie, which yeah. is phenomenal, because that never... The scene on that poster is in the movie, so that's yeah. great. Um, Zombie had the original poster art, can't beat that. Creepshow 2. Dead Pit with the 3D cover. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Night of the Creeps. Mm-hmm. Turn of the Living Dead using the poster art, you know, hard to beat some of these. Like it's it's, it's really hard to. It's like picking your favorite kid. Yeah, you know? well, we were, were we already art. were we already rolling when I asked him what his most prized prized VHS was? I don't think so. I think we were. Maybe, but you want to ask again? Which is your most prized VHS? Um. My sealed copy of the video dead that came right from the director. The The director sent me a copy very graciously that he found in his garage. He sent me a picture and asked me if I had it. And I was like, no, I did secretly. Sorry, Robert. But um, I saw it had shrink wrap on it. I'm like, is that brand new? And he goes, yeah, it's never been opened. I was like, I'll take it. So, brand new, never been opened, still hasn't. Yep. That's right. That's the one I'd grab if the place was burning down. That's the one I would run for that and the demons tape well if I could only grab one that would be the one I grab but I'd try to sneak the demons (laughs) tape out too if I could (laughs) just because of what uh, what it meant for that guy to sell it so you know what what do you you know if somebody asked you why you collect VHS what would you you tell them I've actually been asked that question a few times people Um, it's um, nostalgia I mean really it's it's, um, you know I come down here and when I set up this room you know it's a, I set it up as a media room and the goal was to have a hangout spot when friends came over and people just do, or just by myself and um, I was going to bring like a 4K I had a 4K TV I was going to bring down here my Blu-ray player my PlayStation like really this is just going to be the spot that I was going to be if I wasn't in bed you know that's the whole point um, but as I started getting into VHS again I was like you know I don't want to watch one of these on a 4K TV that's going to look like garbage no matter what I do it's going to look like crap so that's why I decided to get the tube TV and the VCR, and I was like, "All right, cool." So, the, but then the first time I watched a movie down here, it was like I was twelve years old again. You know, I I wasn't. My phone was upstairs. I was down here. The movie was on. I wasn't focusing on anything else. It was just me and the movie, and that was it. Yeah. And uh, so it just kind of it, it was a very 
mind-clearing moment for me to be like, hey, this is kind of cool. I can just come down here and... No electronic leash. No right. Just be, just be in my element and watch this movie. And then there's also something, too, I feel like when you're watching a movie on VHS, whereas you're watching it on streaming or Blu-ray, you can skip chapters, you can, you know, you can pause the movie and leave the room and come back. Like, with VHS, it's bad to pause the movie. You don't want to pause the tape, you know. Because um, that, when you're pausing it, the tape's just sitting there, and mm. it's actually being stretched while it's paused, because yeah. the, the reels are slightly moving, but not at all, so, like, you can risk, you know, breaking the tape that way. Um, so you just usually stop, and it's just like, you know, whatever, but you just sit there and watch the whole movie. You just find yourself watching it and not really focusing on much else, so. What movies do you think are absolute garbage, but you love the artwork, too? <sighs> Um, <laughs> Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Um, that's a good one. Uh, I'm looking. I have to see. I don't think I own anything that I think is garbage and I love the artwork. Um, I got nothing. I don't know. I got nothing. Off the, off the top of my head, I got nothing. Um... I guess I mean people would consider the video did to be a bad movie, and that has amazing artwork. But yeah. I love that movie, so no, 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 no shame in my game there. I hear you on that. Uh, yeah, garbage pellets, sure. <laughs> <laughs> why, why not? Because um, it, 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 it's you know it, there's not a lot. Um, usually, if the movie sucked, the artwork wasn't that great either. They usually didn't have great artwork for bad. For really awful movies. I mean, there's a couple... Like, I guess The Curse of the Screaming Dead would be one that the artwork is really cool, but the movie's not that great. But I like that movie. Yeah. It's a terrible movie, and I recognize that, but it's got a great poster, or it's a great, great image of a zombie eating a heart. You can't really Truth. ask for more than that. That was Regenerator. Rejuvenator? Rejuvenator. Uh, it was okay. Yeah. It was alright. It wasn't one of my, but there's a lot of people who love that movie. It's one of the, you know, it's got a pretty decent size called following. Yeah. Still only on VHS. So. Redneck Zombies, that says it all. Classic. It Trump. really does, though. If you see that title, you're getting everything that movie promises. You get rednecks, and they happen to turn into zombies. Have you seen it? That's a great movie. No, I actually haven't. I've heard of it, I just haven't watched it yet. It's, uh, it's exactly what you would expect it to be. Yeah. Shot on video as well. Yeah, yeah. In trail vision is what they called it. Are you a stickler for sets? Like, if you do you want to get the entire franchise to a film, or can you kind of live with only having the ones you like? Um, it depends. Um, like with the Leprechaun series, I have one through three. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't pick up the rest of them. Uh, I have them on Blu-ray though, mm-hmm. but I feel like I watched one, two, and three more than any of the others. And for me, with collecting this format, it is about the nostalgia factor. I mean, there is some stuff I have that I never saw. Period. That was only like Rejuvenator. I didn't see before I picked up the tape, but yeah. it's only on VHS. So if I want to see it, I either have to find some site that might have it available to download. And, and like, I kind of try to stay away from that if I yeah. can help it. Even though, like, no one's making any money off of it now because no one's putting it out, I still feel like I'm ripping someone off. Right. So I always try to pick up, the, you know, something where I have a physical copy of it and I can watch it. Um, but it depends on the franchise. Like, Halloween, I wasn't going to get all of them. And then I ended up with four and five. And then a, someone gave me Curse and... I was like, all right, I guess I'll get three, and I had one and two already, so I was like, all right, and I'll grab H2O when I find it, you know, and so I ended up with the 
entire franchise. I... You got Resurrection too? No, that what, what's that? Never heard of that one. Okay. Buster Rhymes loves it. Fort Buster Rhymes' favorite Banks. movie, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Tyra Banks. <laughs> he gets to beat up Michael Myers. Yeah, right. That's what they call it, right? The, um... Melissa, you got any questions? I'm just, like, overwhelmed by this collection. I know, it's beautiful. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you were saying, I mean, yeah, that's the beauty of something... To go back to you know what what what's so great about VHS, it's like there's a lot of movies that you're not gonna ever see in any other format mm. other than VHS. You know, like, whether I'm, it be I'm horror, literally, comedy, yeah, I'm like action. literally trying to look through them and find ones that I've either never heard of or seen mm-hmm. on DVD or Blu-ray. I mean, you get the obvious titles that you know aren't everything like The Craft, but you know, Bride of Chucky. You, yeah, you a Brian Chucky fan? I like Brian Chucky. Yeah, I like Brian Chucky. I heard you were a fan of uh, a film called Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. I'm, I'm a fan of all of Rob Zombie's movies as a whole. That's, you're a very good man for I, saying that. I enjoy. Uh, I like his movies too. But he's a local. That, that one I wasn't. I was like, how much acid were you tripping on when you made that movie? Not enough. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe I could, it was crack. I feel like I could have gone further. Uh, no, I mean I like I, Halloween two for me was a was a huge surprise because um, I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it on Blu-ray when obviously when it came out, and I went to a local shop around here called Newbury Comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. back when they used to sell movies. Now they're basically a T-shirt store that occasionally sells movies and records, yeah. and um, and they sell pop Funko Pops and different figures. But whatever, and comic books still, which yeah. is which is fine. But. Um, my mother went somewhere and I went there. We were like, I dropped her off, and I was I, I drove out of there just to see what they were had going on. And the Blu-ray had just come out like two weeks before, and they had like three or four copies used for like six dollars. And I was like, this is really unheard of. Usually it's like you know eighteen bucks or fifteen bucks when it's only been out for two weeks, but then for six bucks, I was like, oh fuck it, for six dollars I'll grab it. Yeah. And I asked the guy, I said, why is it so cheap? He said, because we have a case of them in the back. Everyone traded that movie in the last two weeks, so we're trying to get rid of them. So we, we we actually got an okay through corporate to mark them down to five ninety nine to try to sell them because we can't we can't even take it back anymore. Hmm. And I was like, oh no shit. He goes, yeah, do you want to grab another one? And I was like, no, I don't. Need, I don't need two of them. Right. So I was like, but thank you. You're making me not want to buy this one to be honest. And he was like, oh well, you know, you asked, and I already rung you out, so it's yours. So um, I got it home and I watched it, and I was really blown away by it. I was like, whoa. I feel like everyone saw a different movie, or that, or I expected this to be so bad that it just ended up being okay. That I really loved it, so I was like, "All right, I'll watch it again." It's very trippy. It can be, but it also it's um. There's a couple of ways I, I, the, I there's a, someone I knew actually hadn't had saw it in the theater and he hated it, and I asked him to revisit it with me, and we did. And he it saw the theatrical cut, and the director's cuts are very has some different pacing and some different things that happen in it, so. He actually really liked it the second time around because there was a lot of stuff he didn't pay attention to the first time. He was just more focused on what they were doing wrong versus what they did right. And um, there is a lot of like weird ethereal shit in it, but I love that it focuses on the damage that the events of the first film did to the characters that survived it. Because every horror movie, if there's a sequel, like even in the Halloween franchise, Halloween 5... Uh, whatever, Rachel, is that her name that survives Halloween so. 4? She's living a normal, everyday life. She's got her back door unlocked. You know, she's fine. Meanwhile, they don't know what the fuck happened to Michael Myers, but she doesn't have a care in the world. Right. 
she's not nothing happened you know she's fine Friday the 13th part 2 Alice is hanging out in her apartment nothing's bothering her it's like down the street right Halloween 2 Rob Zombies Laurie Strode is a very damaged character and so is Annie and so and the sheriff even it affected him you know it's like everybody has some kind of damage their looks from the looks of the characters in the the first one as opposed to how they look in the second one because they all look like they're been binging on alcohol right, and right, right, right. drugs after the events of the first movie. Yeah. It's, so I love that about it. I love that he took a real good look at those characters and went like, okay, they all almost just got killed and they don't know why by this whole, this killer wearing a mask on Halloween night. What would that be like for someone? You know, right. you know. And I, I like that approach of it. And uh, the scene where Sheriff Brackett comes and finds his daughter dead and they flash back to home video clips of Daniel Harris as a little girl, you're just like, you don't have a heart if you don't shed a tear in that scene. Like, it's just like seeing that cute little girl and then looking at her naked dead body in front of you, you're like, ah, and they actually cut that out of the theatrical version. They don't have the home video footage. They have him still finding the body Hmm. and crying, but they don't have the flashbacks to the home video footage. They don't want that emotional touch, huh? I don't know what the reasoning was. The wine scenes are very weird. Maybe they didn't want to... See a little girl with a naked woman. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know, but yeah, no Halloween too. I'm a, I'm a big fan, big advocate. I, I fight for Halloween too. Yeah. Are you big in the shot on video uh, movies? I know we just talked about Redneck Zombies a little. Bit. Redneck Zombies is kind of the tip of the iceberg for me. Everything else is. It depends on the movie. It's, I think it's the only one I have that's shot on video. Um, Truth or Dare. No. That was a fun one. No. Uh, I don't have anything against them necessarily. Right. I just feel like that there was a period in time where um, ignorance was surely bliss. And there were a lot of people making movies that never should have put their hands on a camera that got distribution because you had no way of knowing what you were picking up was going to be complete garbage. Isn't that like nowadays though? <laughs> no, it's really not because you can figure out if something's going to suck or not pretty easily. Yeah. There's a lot of online reviews. You can... Talk to people. I mean, I feel like that there are people who see movies before directors even finish filming them, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, whereas back in the early 90s and late 80s, you were at the mercy of the video store and the video store clerk and the uh, the cover art. And if you got a good distributor that could make your movie look like it was a Hollywood movie by, you know, spending a few hundred bucks on a decent photographer and you get it home and they spent $72 making the movie, it's like, holy fucking shit, well, I, did I get duped? Yeah. You know, uh, but I mean... Um, I guess, you know, they were just trying to be creative and have a good time and make a movie, so I guess I can't really fault them for that, but I don't hate shot on video stuff, but that stuff, believe it or not, tends to be more expensive when collecting. Yeah, I've noticed that. They, they, t- they tend to go for more money, and it's uh, it's kind of frustrating, actually. Like the Dead Next Door. You don't own that, do you? Yeah, I do. Shot on video. No, it's not. Shot on sure? shot on 8mm. It's on Blu-ray. Okay. That's what we know. It's, on, it's a high def on Blu-ray. It means something. <laughs> yeah, I think they shot it on eight millimeter. It was either eight or sixteen millimeter. I, I thought that was video for some reason. No, no. If you look at that movie, it's it's uh, it's very low budget, but they they actually shot it on film. Sam Raimi hooked them up. What up? We're recording. How you doing? <laughs> um, let me see here. You can edit that out, right? Oh yeah, we can do. The other beauty of doing the show on with the recorders, we can edit yeah. everything in or out, mm-hmm. cut around, cut out. Um, let me see. Here. 
Also, you know, on VHS, you can also get cuts of films that, uh, for better or worse, you can't get on DVD or Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. What I mean by worse would be how they would, you know, cut all the gore and shit out of the VHS releases for home market. But nowadays, you can catch them in Blu-rays. Well, that would have been for the theatrical market yeah. more than VHS market. Um, Seven Doors of Death is the only... I mean, there's a couple of them that are... But Seven Doors of Death, which is The Beyond, is a very different movie than The Beyond is in terms of music and the way the movie's cut. Yeah. Um, Demons 2 on VHS is the R-rated version that's missing a lot of the gore, but that had a theatrical release. So um, there are some alternate cuts of movies. Uh, Demons is another example where there's a different uh, mix for the U.S. version that yeah, wasn't on the murders. DVD. Hatchet Murders. Was, uh, yeah, that was mixed yeah. differently, and it was uh, Phenomena was released as Creepers. That yeah. was also done differently. Um, I'm trying to think of any other ones off the top of my head that were that were different in that sense. Um, I mean, there's a rated version of Night of the Demons that has some alternate shots in it. Uh, that isn't on Blu-ray or DVD. Um, and usually if it's on DVD, it's as a bonus feature. Right, right, right. 976 Evil, but that's on blue. That version's on the Blu-ray. It's a video version, they call it, so it's a video, video master. Your Night of the Creeps, which ending does it have? The dog ending. That's the theatrical ending that the director hates. Fred Decker hates that ending. <laughs> uh, they didn't put the, uh, the graveyard ending on VHS, but, um... Yeah, there's some stuff where it's 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 interesting when you watch it and it's a different cut of the movie and you, if you see because when I saw the Beyond I saw the Beyond as the Beyond yeah. I saw it on DVD so when I saw um, the Seven Doors of Death cut it was like watching a completely different film right. and it still it wasn't you could still see the remnants of what was there yeah. so it was fine but uh, that was actually cut for an R rating too which was super curious but. There's a synth score that's very 80s, so like if you're into that, you'd be more right. into that cut of the movie than the other one. But um, Also, too, sometimes, like in the case of Demons 2, the R-rated version is definitely neutered, but the movie as a result is kind of paced a little bit better. Yeah. Because it moves a little quicker. Um, some of the gore shots in that movie tend to linger a little longer than I think they should have, so when they cut it down, it was like, oh, okay, this actually flows a little better than the uncut version, but um, I would still say... If you're going to watch Demons 2, watch it uncut. Don't try not to watch the R-rated version unless you've seen it a million times. Just want to see what a leaner version of it feels like. But yeah, The only time I've ever seen films that the uncut version weren't, weren't as good as the theatrical is, I think, The Town and um, Killer Joe, mm. the William Friedkin movie, which I like both. I think both movies are great. I think Exorcist 2, like that on VHS, is still the original... Uh, cut the actual cut of that, yeah. whereas DVDs and Blu-rays are altered slightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I think the scene with the, with the priest, the face goes over the demon's face goes over him. Okay. In the VHS, it's a cut, but like they 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 uh, on DVD and Blu-ray, they actually did a um, morph effect, so it doesn't look like as jarring because it was just like a cut, you know, yeah. you cut back. Right. Yeah. So they did a morph effect, so it didn't look as jarring. Spider walk was it? Wasn't that like no, a no? That was on the VHS version you've never seen, or something like that, which I also have on VHS. They put it on VHS, yeah, but yeah. yeah, it was later. It was like in the late nineties, early two thousands. Like they did with the Exorcist. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, full moon, full moon, a trauma. If you had to pick, full moon, really? Mm-hmm. 
I hate Charles Band. I don't hate Charles Band. I, I think um, I, I did. Sorry, I, Bill. <laughs> I have issues with Charles Band as a human being, but I, I love what he did uh, from the eighties and I, I mean, he, I mean, Best Friend Video and I think Wizard Video were existed because of him. Yeah, and uh, obviously the Puppet Master franchise and Ghoulies and. Um, there were a lot of movies his company put out that we never may have seen otherwise, so hats off to him for that. Yeah. Um, but the dude is a... The dude's a bit of a... Kind of a scuzzball now. I think a lot of them in that real low-budget realm are. Like, a lot of people give Lloyd a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Lloyd's... Lloyd's but the difference between, like, Lloyd Kaufman and Charlie Band is Lloyd Kaufman doesn't lie to his fans. Charlie Band lies to them. Yeah. He tells them, you know, he's peeing on their leg and then telling them it's raining and they believe him. Yeah. You know, and whereas Lloyd Kaufman kind of comes out and says, this is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it. Yep. And that's it. That's the truth of it, you know. He's been at this long enough where he doesn't need to bullshit anybody. But that actually, the VHS thing, Charles Band claimed he found a lost shipment of Wizard Video boxes. And he put them up for sale on his website with VHS copies of the movies on them. But you weren't buying the tape, you were buying the the cardboard sleeve that it was supposed to be coming in because they were all brand new and resealed. Well, um, that was four years ago, and he's still selling them. So it's very obvious he reprinted them. Yeah. Even back then it was obvious because people were looking at them going, like, the text is kind of blurry. It's not as clean. Like, they were comparing to the original leases. So it was like it was very... And I think Zombie, you could see where the rental sticker used to be. Uh, like, like, where the case had started to fade yeah. and where the sticker had covered it. So the, uh, that part didn't fade. So it's like your graphic designer didn't go in and like adjust the level so you couldn't see that. So it's like it was very obvious they scanned the cover and reprinted it. They were selling them for like fifty bucks. I think it was, I think it was yeah, fifty or a hundred. Yeah, and his stuff's expensive. It was a lot, and now you can get them for twenty five dollars off their website, and you can get them at shows for next to nothing. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just fucking tell people that's what you're doing. You don't have to lie about it. But of course, he does have to lie about it because other companies own the distribution rights of those movies, they'll go after them. Right. But if he's just selling the cases, they can't go after him. Interesting. So, but huh. fuck that guy. Fuck he, him. He knows what he's doing. Fuck a lot of people over. You hear that, Charlie? It's coming for you. Yeah. Lock your doors up. <laughs> someday. Someday I'm going to be in, like, you're a fucking shyster. I don't think he comes to conventions. Like, we did, but we worked at, me and Billy worked at Booth for him, what, like, 16? That's how I met you guys. Yeah. 2014. I think that he's, it's one of those things where he knows. Did he have the wizard big boxes there? You should have no. swiped, swiped some for him. No, Billy would have grabbed some, I'm sure. They they were pushing, um, it was right around when they first started that streaming site. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had that for that like a heavy. half a second. Like, I half the movies on there sound like they should be like really, they're really bad pornos or something. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's the difference between, I think, the tr- like visually. It's like those full moon look movies, they're shot like porno movies. You know what I mean? I like soap operas. Like they, they, the the way they shoot them is just weird. Um, Head of the Family is probably my favorite Full Moon film. I like that one a lot. And of course, you know the Puppet Master films and stuff. And I guess if you want to consider Reanimator and them, which well, those weren't that was Charlie, but I don't think they were under the Full Moon banner. No, right? no. Like Castle Freak too. Castle Freak. Castle Freak Freak's a moon. good one. That was a that was, they just remade that. Uh, right Subspecies was Full Sub, Moon. Yeah, I never got into those. Those Demonic, were a little too much. Demonic, Demonic toys. toys. That was Full Moon. Oh, Killjoy. Yeah. Killjoy was fun. Evil Bong. Dead Hate the Living. Evil Bong. Uh, I don't know about Evil Bong. I've never watched an Evil Bong movie. <laughs> They're, they're hilarious. Um, and for like 50, for like 50 bucks, you can become a 
executive producer on an Evil Bond movie. I remember they were selling them <laughs> like, like dirt the, cheap. The last Evil Bond movie that came out was like maybe 45 minutes long. I thought it was... Uh, I know it was like something ridiculously short for a Yeah, no, I'm with you. I bet it was ridiculously horrible too. Oh yeah. 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 It got worse as we went. Yeah, he, he unfortunately, no, yeah. There's no accounting for taste when you're uh, <laughs> discussing later full moon projects. He kind you can tell you can sort of tell where he kinda gave up and just kinda let shit happen. What's well, another thing with like the comparison to Trauma and Full Moon is like whenever when Lloyd makes a move like directs a film, they're usually pretty good. I mean, lo- love it or hate the, the style of their film, Lloyd's directorial efforts are usually pretty solid. Mm-hmm. But Charlie Band, I don't think he even gives a fuck about the movie. Half the time, I'm not even sure he directed them. He probably he got probably, someone else to do probably it. Probably an AD and set it up. Yeah, and slapped his name on you it. Yeah. Hire the right people, like I said, and they do it for you pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, interesting. Yeah, ticks. Beautiful. Ticks is fun. That's yeah. that, fun that's almost. Picture. That, that would be, it's not a full moon film, but that would be like... They'd be under their band. Creme de la creme, full moon type of film. Right. Um, popcorn. Popcorn's a great film. Yes. That was hard to get for a while. You can only get that on VHS for yep, a bit. Yep, that was out of print for a long time. The Monster Squad. For, that was out of print for a long time. Yep. You can only get on VHS. That was the VHS that I, I remember getting as a kid, my uncle's renting. I loved that. That cover is one of the greatest covers, I think. When I started yeah. buying DVDs, Monster Squad was one of the first ones I bought on DVD. Yeah. You started buying DVDs late. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> she was late to the game. It's better to show yeah, up than not at all. I'm late to the game That's for everything. Man That's says. the story of my life. But it's better <laughs> than late than never. Right, right. You get all the Friday the 13th tapes still wrapped up. Yep, they're still sealed. All of you them know, are brand new. Whenever I see those tapes, I don't think any franchise brings me back to being a kid like seeing the Friday the 13th yeah. tapes. Maybe the Nightmare on Elm Street ones, but I'd even say more so those Friday the 13th tapes. The Critters one. I always love Critters 1 and 2 covers. That's yep. great. Yep, Critters 3 is a great cover, too. With him bursting yeah. through the cityscape. Yeah. Fun cover, totally kind of tells you what you're in for, but when they put that on DVD, I think they gave that a lame cover. Oh, the cover for the DVD is awful. I think Leo and Leo DiCaprio is like, like right he, on the cover. He's in a little like bubble that. in the corner, and yeah. like the critters are some for some reason they're flying through a cityscape, <laughs> and I'm like, why are they flying? It didn't make any sense to me. I like the Creep Show covers. Creep Show covers yeah. are always classic. Yeah, Creep Show Two had a great poster. Did you ever check out Creep Show Three? <laughs> <laughs> You guys were talking about bones earlier. I figured it wasn't that far off. No, that's really far off. Uh, they made a creep show three, really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, they made like a little bu- they made like a um, little low budget version. I didn't know that. Um, you know, I, I, I thought, uh, yeah. Uh, any good? No. It's no. Like a weird, no, ur- like no. urban creep show type. Thing. I, I saw a movie that pretended to be creep show three, but I don't remember what you know liking that one too much. But it, I think it was they tried to make a movie called Creep Show Three. Did you see Tales from the Hood too? Oh my god, that was absolutely horrible. That was I can tell by your eyes dying. Your that eyes was, just died when I said pure, that. That was pure, pure garbage. <laughs> I watched that on a flight home oh from, no. I think it was LA, and it was the only time I wished the plane would have crashed. <laughs> I hate <it> on that. <laughs> it's like, I will, give like any, I will give anything for this plane to go down so this movie will stop. Because I, I could have just stopped at any time, but I was already halfway through it. I'm like, I'm knee deep in, I just got to keep it's, going. It's like a train wreck. You, you, know, you know, you should look away, but you just can't because you're already that invested in it. Right. I, I can't even think of one story in the movie that I liked. Yeah. Yeah. And they're making a part three. 
I heard about that. Can we get a park first? I love the first one. The first the one's first a great one's movie. Classic. Yeah. This one's great. The first one was a big surprise to so many people, and uh, and yeah, they're making a part three. Horrifying. Literally. Not in the positive way either. Exactly. Uh, but actually, there is a, a, a long-standing rumor that tells from the dark side the movie was meant to be Creepshow 3. Really? That was the um, the script for Creepshow 3, because Creepshow Romero 2... Romero was attached to both, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but because Creepshow 2 didn't do so hot in theaters, hmm. they um, tells from the dark side was picking up steam as a TV show. Yeah. They modified it to be... Hmm. That interesting. So that's to me. That's the real creep show three. It sells in the dark side. Movie. I can get behind that. Yeah. yeah, I can definitely get behind that. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's a good one. I enjoy that one quite a bit. Surprise! Like Tales from the Crypt never did an anthology. I mean, the original one I think is anthology. Right? It is the original the movie is an anthology, and I think they were gonna do it with the movie, but they opted to do story singular stories instead because. When you think about it, that's what the TV show was. Yeah. It was singular stories. It wasn't an anthology show. So I think the anthology idea would have been based more off the original film, uh, which is still a great, effective movie. It still works really well. I really do enjoy uh, that one. How do you have all these VHSs and no Attack of the Killing Tomatoes? <laughs> Believe it or not, that one's actually hard to get a hold of. Um, and yeah, uh, I got a copy of that. I got it at a truck stop driving to Florida, like somewhere in the middle. Pulled over to get gas, went in, and they had Attack of the Kill Tomatoes. Oh, yeah? That's, that's hilarious. Just the, that, they were doing that. Spot. Attack of the Kill of Birds. Oh, that's, that's, that's the new one. That's a bad That was horrible, too. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I, I haven't seen a copy of it floating around, so... It's not... Maybe, maybe I'll find one this weekend. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Could be. That hidden gem. Could be in there, yeah. Um, that was, you know, the killer, t- I, I remember seeing Return of the Killer Tomatoes when I was a kid. George Clooney, right? Yeah, and, I, and my brother and I loved that movie. It's a fun so, one. Yeah, if I find that one, I probably would go. Yeah, because I, I, I used to love that movie as a kid, even though you could see, like, the strings attached. There's three of them. <laughs> yeah. They're rolling there's, around. There's, is there four? There's wow. There's France, is that the third one, or is that the fourth one? I think that's... Okay, so I think it goes Killer Tomatoes, Return of the Killer Tomatoes, then Killer Tomatoes Strike Back is the yeah. third one, and then That's Killer right. Tomatoes Eat France is the fourth one. Oh I my I god, France. I've never seen that one. Oh yeah, I think <laughs> I, 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 no, I haven't found the tape for Eat France yet, but I thought I did, but I don't think I did. I, I, it was funny as I knew I had them on DVD, and I think somebody stole them, Ooh. because I can't find them anymore, and I know I had them. Because I, I actually, well, when I was... Who the heck a, would want to steal Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? So, I don't know. A true fucking animal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's the only person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but I know I had them, uh, and uh, they're, 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 they're not with the uh, the rest of the DVDs now, so... Have you ever seen a movie, movie called Eat and Run? It's a comedy, but I... No. No, okay. Tales, to go back to Tales from the Crypt, I think they should still make Tales from the Crypt movies. I don't know why they don't just option, get horror movies that are decent, and then just, like, throw the banner over it, you know what I mean? I think the name doesn't have the value it used to anymore. Yeah, but I I agree with that, but, like, I feel like I would, if I seen something that said Tales from the Crypt presents on it, like, I would check it out. You would, yeah. but you also just... You know, you know all these millennials that don't know what a good horror movie you, is. You admitted you loved Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. So I mean, like, I never said I loved your it. Your opinion means nothing. So you own it, but I mean, like, in fairness, like Tales from the Crypt had Bordello of Blood and Ritual. You know, I liked Bordello. Of Blood. I do too. Yeah, but Bordello yeah. of Blood was a huge bomb, and Ritual yeah. was like it was it was 
you know, super bomb. not great. Um, so I think the name value for that, especially with movies, just doesn't register anymore. Exactly. I don't think anybody anybody cares. They were gonna bring the show back for yeah, Emily Shyamalan, Emily Shyamalan, Dong was gonna do it, and he was gonna he was gonna put it together. That wasn't me insulting his name. That's just somebody said that to me once, and it stuck. Um, I've said that myself. Yeah. It's okay. a common thing for him, and I'm I sure he gets I think it's a nickname yeah. at this point. Uh, Jordan Peele will bring back Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, you know, whatever. He could try. He did Tales of the Twilight Zone, so. Did you check any of them out? No. No, I haven't checked them out yet. Still going? Or they I think so. I think they're on season two now. I couldn't see them canceling it, but I could right. see him stepping away from it. Right. So you've got your Audrey 2 plans. Do you have Little Shop of Horrors? Of course. No. I don't. I don't. Well, we don't. I haven't found it. I have the old black and white one. Have you? Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't found it yet. It's, it's again, one of those ones, like, I don't have, I know I have Beetlejuice. Right? Yeah. yeah. There's comedies over there, too, so that's where, if I had Little Shop of Horrors, we would ended up over there. But, um, I, um, that one I haven't found anywhere. It's not one I've gone looking for, but I'm sure if I went on yeah, eBay, I could get it from me to nothing. Yeah. I got a one, like a later Warner Brothers version of it so it's floating around somewhere yeah it's it's, it's 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 here and there I think someone even might have had it that VHS swap we went to but for some reason I just didn't pick it up wanted too much money probably probably I don't know some of those tapes were reasonably priced yeah some of them weren't I should have grabbed that demons there just to have some that were copy. damaged but it was 20 it was 20 bucks you know? 20 bucks huh I don't know why I didn't grab it I think I was just thinking oh I can get it online or something I don't know for 19 yeah, <laughs> that wasn't that long ago. That was only like what, a couple months, something months, like that. Maybe, yeah. No, it was longer than that. It was Last over the summer. Year. It was over the summer. Yeah, Septemberish. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we met that guy out front who. Oh yeah, yeah. Who uh, never? I texted him a few times about buying that curse of the screaming dead off him. The oh yeah, that, dude. He was like, he, he answered me. Hippie. Yeah, he answered me, and then he didn't. He stopped answering me when I asked him how much he wanted for. I'm like, well, why is that the wrong question to ask? How much do you want to sell it for? Yeah. You know, and then he stopped answering me. Maybe passed. He walked up with like a towel over him, didn't he? Like there was a big, like he was hiding him. Like nobody yeah. can see him. Nobody yeah. can see my yeah. boy. Yeah, he brought tapes to trade, and then I saw that, and I grabbed it out of his bin. And I was like, I want this. And then when I, I thought he kind of forgot about it, so I thought, oh, good. Like, I'll just, I'll give him 20 bucks, and that'll be that. And then he came up to me at the end of it. I was like, oh, yeah, so whenever you want to do that. And I was like, can I just take it home now? But <laughs> he didn't really want to part with them, so that you know it was too serious. And he started asking them how much stuff cost. I know the thing. they're like babies in a way, like you know, collectors. It's a collector thing, so they got it and they're like, they went through the fight to get it, and then they got it and they're like, yeah, it'd be so cool to say this was this was for sale, and but no, I don't want to get rid of it. Right. My wife wants me to clean out this room, but I don't want to do it. I don't He's, think that was a wife. Like, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. No, when he told us he spent $1,500 on a VHS tape, we both figured out right then and there, this guy's single. Yeah. Because <laughs> if he wasn't, he would have been after that. So, <laughs> like, you know, um, it's like, yeah, you can't you can't expect to spend, uh, what, a, a rent or car payment, or more than a car payment on a movie, no, a, car, a, a down car, you know, down, rent or your mortgage. Yeah, or da- a down payment on a car and not have your wife or significant other try to kill you after you do that. Unless you're making Donald Trump money, then I guess it's fine. But. Yeah, then it's all right. He doesn't look like he was making Donald money. Trump money. No, no. Yeah, apparently, he does HVAC or something, isn't that? Because oh, we asked him what he did, money. right? Like, yeah. we said, like, what do you do for work? And he goes, oh, I'm in the HVAC. We're like, oh, this is... 
explains you, it all. You, ex- you make $3,000 a week, so <laughs> it's cool. You, you know, you can drop $1,500 in a month and just not do anything else for the rest of the month and be fine, but... Yeah, and he lives up in Maine, so I mean, like, Maine's not super expensive yeah. at all. But, um, with his VHS collection, the if they're made out of VHS tapes, <laughs> he goes and buys Sabres for 50 cents and does an addition every couple of months to his room. <laughs> the VHS version of the Unabomber. Wouldn't shock me. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. The Reanimator. It's a glorious Reanimator edition. A lot of people. Thrive. I know Bill Coyne was trying to get that blue reanimator edition for a long time. Yeah. I got a beta tape with the same blue, just smaller. Yeah. Yeah. He's always, every time he comes over, he's always trying to get that tape. Yeah, you, Billy. Huh? Never gonna happen, right? Never gonna happen, Bill. It's a beta. What are you gonna, are you gonna get a beta player? No, but I don't want to give it up. Oh, okay. When I die, he can can have it. No, it's just nostalgia for him, too. Yeah. I had a weird, I, I found a, I got, I randomly stumbled into Basket Case and that reanimator on Beta. And um, I went to a yard sale and a dude was selling a Beta player. And I was like, this thing definitely works, right? This is one of the biggest burns I've ever received in my fucking life. And he's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I just unplugged it this morning and took it outside. Yeah, sure you did. And not, like, I would have been fine if it didn't work. I wouldn't have been fine, but I would have been a little less unhappy. But it ate my fucking Basket Case, Dave. Oh, and God. I was like, I, I wanted to like go drive by the back and throw it through his wind, like, <laughs> window of his house. I probably would have. <laughs> I don't remember where exactly he lived. Yeah, but that's kind of fun, the hunt of VHS. You want to talk about the hunt a little bit? Yeah. Uh, that's always fun. One, uh, yeah, I mean, finding stuff out and about is always kind of... Um, I we'll say thrilling because that sounds. No, know. that's thrilling, man. The if, if there's something you're looking for, yeah. And you like, find what's it? the most random spot you've gone to and found something you wanted? Um, an antique store. Hmm. I went to an antique store uh, not too long ago, actually, and saw a couple of horror tapes, and I was like, "Oh, it's interesting." Because you normally, know, like, I was one you don't. They they normally didn't deal in VHS or anything yeah. like that, and they said that someone had just bought a lot and that these were in it and they were just selling them for a buck and I was like alright cool I'll take whatever you got uh, you know you um yeah flea markets you can find some random shit that you didn't expect to find um sometimes you miss stuff I talked to a guy at the Woonsocket flea market his father was a big horror movie nut mm-hmm. and uh he had all he's like oh my father had all these horror movies on VHS and he went through all the 80s buying up everything and renting them and then never bringing them back. And I was like, oh, your father, so your father stole some shit. That's what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but he's had... Sake, you know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> he had his entire father's collection and in the last six months he sold it all off a little oh, bit wow. at a time. And um, he's like, yeah, man, if you would come here like six months ago, some guy bought like 300 tapes off him for 20, 25 bucks. And I'm like... Oh. And then oh, he's yeah. like, he was just like, yeah, I didn't care. I needed him gone. I needed the space. And I was like, oh, three months ago. Where was I doing three months ago? So I was like, ah, oh, well, whatever. That sucks. But yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, some of the spots, like it's flea markets, thrift stores. Um, like I said, uh, uh, there are some stores, uh, like the archive in Connecticut that yeah. sells VHS and they are advertised. They sell VHS and they, they buy back VHS. Um, 
I hate the term finding stuff in the wild. Yeah. That's, that drives me crazy. And people say, oh, I found this in the wild. I'm like, oh, you went out to the woods today. <laughs> like, it's just like, you know, you didn't you didn't go on safari. You went into your car. You drove to a brick and mortar store and you found something on the shelf. We call that shopping. Yeah. You know. You found it in the wild, you know. It's like, you didn't, wrestle, you didn't wrestle a lion for this shit. Like, don't. Put hands in it over to them. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. I don't know where that term came from or who coined it, but I want to kill him. You know? Like, I want to make sure they don't reproduce either. Uh, but, uh. You know, yeah, that's, you know. Ever find anything good at a yard sale? Um, no, but I found a guy who was selling, uh, after a yard sale, he posted the stuff to Facebook. It was a box full of random tapes, and there were a couple of horror ones on there. And I got some decent ones, nothing amazing, but I, was, I messaged him, it was 10 bucks for the box, and a lot of them were junk. Like, it was a lot of, like, Elmo, and yeah, there were two copies of Scream with no cases for some reason. I'm like... How does this even happen? Like, how are you going to put two of the same movie and don't have the case for either one? Um, but yeah, yeah. Not really any yard sales, though. I feel like people have cleared those out. It actually, recently, in the last couple of years, this has really started to grow as a buyer's market. So mm-hmm. I think people, when they thought they had something worth money, they went out and threw it up on eBay. And either they did or they didn't. If they didn't, it, it ended up at a flea market or something. And if it did was worth money, they sold it. Yeah. You know, um, actually, the antique store I bought some of those tapes from, prior to me going there, they listed a few on eBay. One of them was Spookies. Um, there was a, a Neon Maniacs that they had, which I was like, that's one of my, like, if I find that tape, I'll die happy type yeah. things. And uh, um, they were surprised <laughs> at how much they sold them for. And I was like, why didn't you list these ones on eBay? And they said, oh, it was a bitch to ship them. They were paying the ass. We'd rather just sell them here. And I'm like, and you know... They weren't marking them up or anything. So I was yeah. like, well, at least they're not like, oh, we want like 50 bucks for this one or $40 for that. I'm like, oh, we need them gone. We need the space. Just a buck each. And I'm like, couldn't you have done this for Spookies and Neon Maniacs? I would have been thrilled. But, oh well. Yeah, I was at a yard sale once. And uh, there was like, they had VHS laying out out front. And I was like, you got any horror on VHS? And he was like, yeah, and he brought me into his house. I think I told you this story before. Yeah. And, like, he uh, he brought me into his basement. He pulled out this Tupperware thing and cracked it open. And there was, like, a super old, uh, like, the media Halloween. Right. Um, I think he had the media maniac. Um, I got, like, I got some, like, I think I got some wrestling tapes. I got some cool old boxing tape. Um, that might have been where I got my spookies from. Really? Yeah, it was, like, I was blown away, like, whoever had the VHS knew that those were the ones not to, like, sell. But, like... They weren't there that day or whatever because he brought me right to him and I got him for like dirt cheap too, like three bucks, five bucks, and it was just like, all right, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, my my copy of Spooky's um, the fun story behind that one. Yeah, let's hear it. You know, well, you know the story, but you know, you know how you know how that went down. America's waiting. I don't know this story though. All right, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, so I was on Facebook Marketplace and occasionally just scrolling through and you, you kind of you know look and see what people's got and. This woman in Wareham was selling a lot of VHS tapes. And one of the tapes I saw in the picture, this very blurry picture, it looked like somebody took the picture as they were running across the room. <laughs> and all I saw was Halloween. But what struck me was it was the media version of Halloween. The media release of Halloween is not something you see a lot of people that don't collect VHS tapes have. Generally speaking, if someone has Halloween on VHS, it's the Anchor Bay tape. It's the Blockbuster Video yeah. tape. It's not the media tape. It's, it's a pretty distinct for copy of the tape to have. So it got me going, okay, well, I wonder what else she's got, because the lot was like $50, and she said it was 200, like 100 and something VHS tapes. 
and no kids movies, horror, sci-fi, western. And I messaged her, is this still available? And she said yes. And I said, could I see more pictures or what you have? Well, they're all in boxes and blah, blah, blah. I said, listen, I don't want to drive all the way to Wareham and you've got one tape that's maybe worth $5 to me and the rest is junk. I need to know what, some of what's there if I'm going to make this drive. So she said, okay, I'll take some pictures tonight. Well, a couple day goes by, no pictures. Messenger, no answer. Wait another day, no answer. So I was like, well, you can't want to sell these that bad if you can't send me some pictures. So I'm, I'm good, but thank you. Then the next day, she messages me and apologizes. says, I didn't have any internet. So here's, you know, I'll send you some pictures in a little bit. So, okay, cool. Sorry about the jumping the shark, but I dealt with some people who just don't. Yeah, they don't want to They don't want to be bothered. Mm-hmm. So she starts sending me pictures. And again, it looks like this bitch is running across the room while she's taking the pictures because all of them are blurry. But then I'm like, oh, look, there's Dawn of the Dead. There's Return of the Dead. Return of the Dead. That's, that's, that's a cool tape. Oh, look, they're spookies. And I went, okay. I'll come get him. So I get to Wareham. She has me meet her at this, not a hotel, a motel. And it is the seediest fucking motel I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so I'm on the phone with my friend. Like, I'm probably going to get shot or <laughs> kidnapped and have my kidneys taken out. Because this is the type of place I could picture this happening. You got chalk underlines underneath the rugs. <laughs> right, right. So, like, I'm like, I'm keeping you on the phone. And when she answered the door... This six foot four overweight bald woman answered the door. I went, hang on one second, Steve. Hi, I'm here to pick up the tapes. I wanted to make sure that bitch knew I was on the phone, <laughs> yeah. you know. And uh, and so she she I opened the door and she you know she was like you know the, she had a little yippy dog. I was barking. The room stunk of cigarette smoke and shit. I was like, she's been here for a minute. So you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's been here for a minute. So I'm thinking to myself like. I don't want to touch anything in this room, and I'm about to take home three boxes and bags of tapes from this lady, but God, whatever. Who knows what else is in that box? No so. shit, right? Um, so I grabbed... Hopefully no shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. I started loading the boxes up, and uh, this guy starts walking towards them. I'm like, oh, God, here it comes. This is it, Steve. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here, buddy. Okay, I'm almost done. <laughs> like, again, I'm making it known. I'm on the phone. And, uh, and he, it's her boyfriend coming to help me. And I was like, no, I'm good. It's all loaded in. I closed the truck up. And I went to go hand her the $50. And I went, oh, shit. I forgot to stop at the bank. Um, I got $25. i will give you that now. And then I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just bank shut up the street. I'll just run up and get you the rest. It's fine. Takes 25 goes back in there and says, thank you. Have a nice night. I'm like, oh. All right, I have the other twenty five in my wallet. I just want to see if she take a little bit less. So <laughs> I'm like, let me just let me, see, let me test the waters here. She and she said she wanted him gone. She needed the money for drugs. Let's yeah. be real. Like you know, it was yeah, sort of like, to get her next and, and I'm like, I need to get out of here before the cops or the drug dealer shows up. So I'm I'm gone. But then I, I got it home, and it it is a mint copy of Spookies, and that's a sixty dollar tape on average. Hmm. And I got it along with like I took a picture. It was like thirty tapes. I ended up keeping from that lot. The rest so you, of them. So you literally paid on that's a buck a piece. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty happy about that. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Score. Yeah, it was a good score, but I mean, I, once I got him home and looked at him, I kind of felt bad. Like I totally feel like I ripped this woman off, but like I also didn't die because of it, and I'm not about to die to go back there. So that extra twenty. Still sitting there. Probably. That extra twenty five dollars could have meant her overdose, so you did her a favor. I could have, you know, you never know. I, had um, a, I dealt with this situation with a drug, drug like this pillhead used to run this uh, VHS store in uh, Rockland, we'll say, mm-hmm. and um, I did. It was it, it was kind of sad, you know. It was his family's company, and like he had a real big problem. Uh, he lost the company because of it, 
But um, we'd go in there, and like there was always a section of VHS that were like on sale to buy used, and then he had ones that were on the counter um, to rent. And he was so like messed up that I'd just go to the rental area, take what I wanted out of the rental area, go to the used section, grab a couple from there, and just bring them up and pay for them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that made, that reminded me when you said that chick was looking for drug money. I thought of that dude it popped in my yeah. head. I was like. Yeah, because he had, you know, hunting VHS, not in the wild, but in the stores. <laughs> you you do find yourself in, like, really weird situations sometimes, because yeah. there's only a select amount of people that want these things, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, you do, you, you it's funny, it's funny sometimes, that even, like, when you go to flea markets, the people selling them are, like, weird, you know what I mean? Like, it's, right. Yeah, the one wound soccer flea market I went there, like, you couldn't make eye contact with anybody. Because if <laughs> yeah. you did, they wanted to sell you whatever they had at their booth. Yeah. yeah. And there was one guy, I'm pretty sure he died there, but they, they, they just kind of let him, him. They just kind of <laughs> let him hang out, you know? Because it was so cold in the building, but it was an older guy. He was, it was not, he was not dead, he was asleep. Yeah. And I'm just like, has anyone checked on this man? Because like, that place literally looks like a bad episode of Hoarders. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's passed away. And they're like, no, he's fine. I'm like, he's not breathing. He's not moving either. Are you sure he's not dead? No, he's fine. He, he's, he's always like that. I'm like, okay, well, I'll see him next week, probably in the exact same position because he's fine. It's cold enough for the <laughs> dead body's not going to rot for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, another the, you do you you run into some kind of seedy situations yeah. where you're like, I'm not sure if this is safe or not, but uh, fuck it, I'm here. Let's just do it and hope there's witnesses if anything happens. You know? I don't know why this whole thing just made me like think of that scene at the beginning of Lost Boys in the comic book shop where the aunt and uncle are like passed out with their hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's the, that's the that, yeah, that's what the market people were talking about. But, but speaking of the CD video store things, apparently one of the local stores around here, one of the girls who worked there was a hooker. Okay. And she used to bring her tricks to the video store and they went into the basement. Ah. And apparently it was like a well-known thing that if you went to the video store and she was working, she would hook you up. And you could go downstairs and get a you know a blowjob or a hand job with your rental. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. That's a great market. And, uh, and and the woman who ran the place kind of knew what was going on, but always turned a blind eye to it. Kind of like going to the spa and getting a happy ending. Right, so like you know, blockbuster out of business. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but it was just like, but they, I, I, I don't know, like, and the guy who ran the place used to sell bootleg movies. You could ask him if he had like stuff that was in theaters. You could yeah. ask him if he had it, and he'd pull out his binder from behind the counter. And you flip through it, and they're like, "Yeah, it's right here." I'm like, "Oh, really? Yeah, you can buy it for ten bucks." And I'm like, "All right, cool." You know, Cocksucker video. I was gonna say cock block video. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're switching over markets, you know. Cockbuster video. But yeah, that was I. I actually heard that from a guy who I bought a lot of the stock of that store from. He had gotten it out of the the woman. She was going through all of her storage units and basically selling the stuff dirt cheap and they bought it and in turn I bought it from them and uh, and I got, some, I got some good stuff from them actually um, so you can get some interesting yeah, interesting some of the best like those real weird random places you find a lot because no one wants to go into them you know what I mean so you find a lot of good shit there. yeah because like, it looks mad sketchy so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was this place in Randolph uh, which I believe is still there and it was like this small shop that was probably, it was smaller than this room, so I'd say it was probably maybe like 20 by 20, and half of it was an electronic, like there was no partition, but half of it dealt with electronics, and the other half was records and VHS, and um, 
it was like a bodega. Like you'd go in and like people wouldn't even be there sometimes. You know what I mean? It was weird. Random cat sitting on the shelf. Yeah, like you like the guy in the electronics would be there on his stool and be like, Martha's not here today. You'd like go in there to like look, you'd be looking at movies and you'd walk up to get him and he'd be like. Yeah, Martha or whatever it is. She's not here today. Like, can I just give you the money? And they're like, no, no. Like, then she don't trust him. It was a weird... They had a big Dr. Hook styrofoam sign that I want to go back there and see if they have it. My friend was telling me the other day that her, her video store, her local video store, closed down. And she's pretty sure they just kind of closed the place down. Because when you look in the windows, everything... Like the shelves and stuff. So she was like, "There's probably like a back room full of VHS tapes." I'm like, "Don't tell me that, because I will there. totally go break into that place to yeah, see yeah, if that's yeah. true or not." And she's like, yeah, "It probably is." And I'm like, "Raina, I'm not kidding. I'm totally gonna go down there and break into this place. Like, please don't get me into prison if this isn't gonna be worth it." So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Why did you break in? I saw a cat officer and I wanted to rescue it. <laughs> there was another place in Rockland over by the theater that had to have been a bodega. They did scratch tickets and movies. And you'd go in and on the wall they'd have like the, the, the covers with the styrofoam in them. Do you remember how they do that? And yeah. you'd, you'd, go, you'd find a movie and bring it up. Like, yeah, this movie? No. And you'd bring it back. And you'd grab another one. You have this one? No. And they had like none of the movies. But like they... they, they they promoted that that's what they sell, you know what I mean? Um, there's, yeah. a, there's a place in Halifax, right down the street. It was like that Dr. Hook place, that like weird bodega place, and then there was this other place that was really good. Um, and they went out, unfortunately. But they were like, that was a really, yeah, I missed the stores. The stores were, it was so cool when they, you know, they were up because you could just roll in and you never know what you're going to find. It kind of is like a drug. You get a high from it because you go mm. in there and you're like, you get that excitement about like, okay, oh, there's somebody else there. Like, I got to get to see it before they see it because if they right, see right, something right. they want, they're going to yeah. take it. Right. Like our, that's like our, uh, going to a, our version of going to a candy store. Right, right. right. You know yeah, I mean? I've, I've actually, I've had that happen where I think it was when we went to the VHS swap. I was really determined to be one of the first people in the door because I wanted my first go around was a scan quick of like, do I see anything yeah. off like the cuff that I want? And uh, first thing I saw was Redneck Zombies. So I was like, oh, grab it. And gave the, I didn't even haggle the guy. I said, 15 bucks, it's yours. Here you go. And uh, then I just kept walking. And as I walked through, I would just kind of pull something out I wanted at first glance. And then I would kind of do a lap around again. We were there for like 45 minutes. And yeah. it, it was really just me circling, going back and checking if there, was, yeah, if there was anything I missed. <laughs> and uh, I was looking what people were holding in their hands. Like, exactly. all right, did you get something I wanted? Is this going to turn um, into a Black Friday episode? Right, yeah, right. And beat you for that movie. There was a guy. I thought about taking people's movies before. There was, there was, <laughs> walk around Boss Hog style. They know what they got in their pile. Right, right. Uh, there was a guy who had a box under the table, and I asked him, what's in the box? <laughs> what's on the table? And he was like, oh, it's stuff I haven't put out yet. I was like, can I look at it? He was like, yeah, sure. And it was like, you know, all of it was overpriced. And I was like, okay, yeah. well, thank you for letting me look, but I'm, I'm not really interested in anything in the box. But yeah. Even if you were. Yeah, yeah. Like I think his copy of Halloween three was like eighteen bucks, and I'm like, I don't even want Halloween three. I'm not paying eighteen dollars for it. I ended up trading for Halloween three. It's another good thing about like the, the, walking into these random stores is you're not going to find VHS for eighteen bucks. You're going to find them for a buck. Yeah, cheaper sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. the highest it goes like five bucks. Yeah, and it's like you that ETOX here. I'm talking about twenty five, and that's just like. That's like small prices compared to like eBay and stuff where they right, like yeah. really no, bang you out yeah. some serious cash. It was funny because I, I have a friend who sells on eBay right, regularly. It was the guy I got demons from. We've actually, yeah. unfo it's unfortunate because I know his health conditions mean he's not going to be around much longer, but 
we've developed sort of a friendship at this point, or at least their acquaintanceship, and we talk pretty regularly. And he was saying he had a tape listed that nobody was biting on, but he could see that people were buying it, but he wasn't. They weren't biting on his, and his tapes were all look like that. They're all in really great shape, so he couldn't really figure it out. And I said, all the ones that have ended have all been ones that have ended with bids. Like they're not buy it now. So try listing it as a bidding item. Maybe it's just. I think it's the thrill of being able to bid for something versus buying it outright. And he's got like thirty bids on it already. He listed it the other day, and he's like, "Yeah, I think you were right. I think that was the that was the problem." And I'm like, "Yeah, I think I just think that people want to be able to say, oh, I won this versus I bought this.' You know, Um, in a way, eBay's been great, but eBay's also like a blessing and and, and a curse at the same time because there's some people. um, There's another guy I deal with in Michigan who he buys out tons of lots of VHS tapes, so he prices them to sell them. He is not interested in you know selling a hundred dollar tape for a hundred dollars. He'll list it. $100 tape for 20 bucks. be like, listen, I just I need it gone. I can't keep it here. Um, and, uh, you know, but then there's people who are like, oh, I've got a $100 tape. I want 200 for it. And then some idiot gets their taxes and buys it for $200. And all yeah. of a sudden that tape's worth $200. Yeah. And everyone else wants to sell it for $200. And it's like, well, just because one sucker, two idiots met, and you guys both went and did this deal doesn't mean that's what it's actually selling for. Yeah. Um, there was one, there's one I've been looking for called Alone in the Dark, mm-hmm. and that one goes between like 18 to 30 on average. Someone's selling one for $35 because one recently ended for 50, I mean 75. So I'm like, no one's going to buy this. It's starting at 75. No one's going to buy it. It got up to 50 because it started at a dollar and people just went back and forth in the last 30 seconds. I know because I was watching the auction, but I wasn't paying more than I, I'd put aside for it and it was 30 bucks. And, yeah. You know, so, and then you try to tell that to someone, they're like, oh, well, I don't care. You know, I just want, I'll, I'll sell it for whatever I want to sell it for. Well, okay, it's going to sit there for a while. Enjoy relisting your eBay auctions. But it kind of sucks in that way because it was a period of time where you could get pretty much anything for under $20. Nobody cared and everyone was just like, yeah, whatever, you know. Oh, all about DVD or Blu-ray. And now it's like, oh, no, we're back to VHS. So that $25 tape is not worth 75 It's worth 100 and... It's kind of it's kind of silly. eBay can be heartbreaking at times. It can I, be. Yeah, I collect books too, and like the biggest irritant I see with savers is you go in there and there's people because all this older you know VHS and the older books it's all like and there's market market for it now. It's like you go into savers and you'll have somebody walking through with their phone scanning barcodes and it's they don't care about the book or whatever they just say oh i can get 30 bucks for this on ebay mm-hmm. and they and they buy it i fucking yeah. hate that that pisses me off so much um i had a friend that started yeah. a, a business going to like the salvation army and yeah. buying up certain stuff yeah. because it was like for 50 cents or whatever yeah. and then turn around and sell it on ebay for like 50 dollars, and people are dumb and they will buy it it mm. kills like the sport of the game of like hunting them down you know yeah, I, mean? I, I see. I mean, I, I, I hate it too, but I yeah. also see the other side of the coin. Yeah, like, I do too. But again, sorry. it's like if somebody, if somebody's smart enough to understand, oh, this is worth more money than what I'm paying for it. Yeah. Like if you went into Savers and there was an original Picasso painting yeah. and it was five dollars, you wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to leave that there for no, the thrill of the hunt. I'd put it in my house. You, yeah, but you, but you, if someone was like, I'll give you a million for it. Yeah, you'd be like, all well, right, I'll take that million. Cool, for sure. It's yours. Yeah. Right. I bought it for five bucks. You know, so yeah. that's kind of. I think that's the idea of like I can yeah. get it, you know. But I would prefer if someone did that and was like again, like listed it as an auction and went, okay, I'm going to start it off at a dollar. That's I'm paid fifty cents. 
if it sells for a dollar, I made 50 cents. And if it gets up there, great. If not, they still made money. You know what I mean? In some way. So it's like, you know, you're not going to... There's no need to get greedy about it. Right, right. I think there's Greed a good... kills everything. Yeah. It really does, because yeah. even in some of these groups that I've been in, there was a point where I was trying to sell um, some tapes I had extra copies of, because as I explained most of the time, I, I, sometimes I end up with multiple copies of the same movie. Yeah. And uh, there was a period where I was like, okay, I've got like three Friday the 13th sets. I don't need three of them. I've got two, one that hasn't even been opened, and one that's in really good shape, and another one's in really good shape. I don't need three of them. They all work fine. So I'm going to sell one of them. Same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street. I got two of those. So I was like, I don't need two of those. These all work fine, whatever. So I listed the Friday the 13th set. It was one through nine for uh, $75 shipped. And then I listed Nightmare on Elm Street for like $60 shipped. And um, and I said, I'm going to ship priority mail with tracking, which is like 15 bucks, whatever. And I got all this hell for listing them for that much money. Because like, oh, these are common tapes. They're not worth that much, blah, 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 blah. And some guy actually said to me, why don't you check eBay for prices? So I went to completed listings. Friday the 13th, 1 through 9, sold for $105. Friday the 13th, 1 through 8, 125 Friday the 13th, 1 through Jason X, 170 I'm like, oh, so what you're telling me is I'm not charging enough. Yeah. But because I wasn't I was, wasn't charging what they wanted to pay, they all kind of, like, the idea was, well, this is a collector's group where we want to help each other get the stuff we want. We don't want to pay eBay prices. And I'm like, but I'm selling less than eBay, and with shipping, I'm not, like, I'm getting less than $10 a tape. So, like, I don't understand what the problem is. But lately, a lot of them are pricing their tapes based on eBay prices, and now nobody seems to care. And I'm like, now what happened to the collector's, like, sort of pact we had in these groups? We're like, we're not going to gorge the eBay prices. We're going to sell them for fair prices in these yeah. groups. That's really gone away. And what sucks is there are people... And there's people locally that I, I'm starting to learn about that will go and find VHS at Savers and they'll go to Salvation. They, it's like a weekly thing for them. Yeah. And they just clear them out. Yeah. So by the time I get there, all the stuff's gone that they got in. And they're on eBay flipping it for 50, 60 bucks. And I'm like, yeah. you people suck. You know what I mean? Like, let other people have a chance. Like, you know, there's one guy, he's sold in the last six months, like, eight copies of the video dead. And I'm like... Where did you get all these? Like, oh, I found them at thrift stores here on Netflix. Like, so you paid a buck for them and made $80 off of each one? You suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you could have sold them for $10 each and still right. made money off of them, you know? Well, it's not my fault. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not, it kind of is. Me. You know, you got greedy. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I've, I've traded some tapes. Um, I traded a copy of a movie called The Paranormal, which ironically was shot on video. Mm. Um, I should have made a copy of it before I traded it, but I, I didn't. I was. It was. I watched it before I traded it, and it just wasn't a very good movie. But regardless, it's like a hundred, hundred and fifty dollar tape. Yeah. I wow. traded it for Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. That's a fifteen dollar tape. And even the guy was like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Dude, I don't want this. I want that." Yeah. I'm cool. You're a good guy. I'm a good guy. Like I don't care. Right. You know. That's Everybody's what I. You, you have what I want. You're going to get something you want. So, what do I care what it's actually worth or not? It's worth. It's yeah. worth children shouldn't play or dead things to me. Yeah. So, and I think I paid five dollars for it. So I'm like, still, I'm not losing money. So I, that's kind of where I would draw the lines if I was going to lose money. Yeah. You know, on something, but like, you know, it's insane. It's crazy. Yeah. It can be crazy on what people will They're think. Greedy exploiters. Yeah. They're not fucking fans. You know what I mean? They're just doing it for the money. Yeah. Which is despicable because the people that, like, love it are getting fucked over. Yeah. It makes me passionate about the fucking thing. And it's very bothersome to me. I just hate it. I hate seeing it. Instagram's becoming a place to buy stuff, too. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, there are a lot of profiles. That's ugly teams. because the more places to buy, the more exploitation we're going to be seeing. Well, Insta- I was just going to say, yeah, we'll yeah. be buying on Instagram. Instagram is actually not that... The, the, the sellers are pretty fair on so prices far. on there so far. I yeah. feel like it's popular. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they're, they're pretty fair. Um, eBay, I mean, Facebook hasn't been terrible either. Like, I think... I just think in some of those groups, like, especially if you can talk someone down... Yeah. Which most of the time you can, mm-hmm. or you can talk them into a trade. Like, hey, I've got this instead. You know, would you trade this for? You know, you can't do that on eBay. Yeah, they want to sell it. They don't want to trade it. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten some stuff trading too. I've gotten some decent tapes trading, and um, you know, and I've, I've not paid anything for them because I traded for them. So I felt like I, I was kind of you know, there's been some, yeah, there's been some wins there, you know. But um, and then there's some stuff where people are like, nope, it's up for sale. I don't want to trade. I just want to sell. It's like okay, I, I don't have sixty dollars right now, but thanks anyways. And hopefully you sell it. Most of them get it. They don't care. You know, they're just like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing to be collecting, but it's also it's a lot of fun. And I the way I've sort of explained it to people is it's like collecting baseball cards. You know, you get a you get you know they're not particularly useful and to a certain extent, but they're fun to look at and they're pretty and they're you know. Get them yeah. in varying conditions, and they're shiny. Yeah. And, and um, you know, sometimes you got to know what to look for too when you're when you're picking them out. Um, you got to check for mold. Mold's a big problem with VHS. If the tapes in EP or SP or the lesser seen LP, um, that can mean the quality of the movie is really bad. You know, if you're getting an EP tape or an LP tape, usually the quality is not the best. SP is where you want to go for. Um, so if you're buying VHS, you're starting to collect, and you don't know what that stands for. EP is extended play, LP is long play, SP is standard play. And EP is basically is if you picked up the tape and the tape feels like it weighs less than a pound, and you look at the tape and it's got maybe about, I'd say, what, about an inch? You think that's fair yeah. for a whole movie? Whereas LP would be like two inches and SP is three inches, I guess. And SP is the copy you want to go for. Um, there are actually some VCRs that don't even play EP tapes. They'll they'll eat them pretty quickly. Um, I actually showed somebody. I don't have it anymore, but I had an EP copy of Demons, and I showed them the difference between that and the SP copy just in the first. And the as the EP copy was brand new. I opened it myself, and the rental I had had been rent, played a bunch of times. So even just watching the first five minutes of that movie, they're like, "Holy shit! This is something you would never pick up on." But the EP tape was blurry. It looked like it had been played a bunch of times, and it's so like the SP tape, even though it was a rental, was crisp. It was clear, and it was like it's a night and day difference. So it really can make a difference, and you know, so that's some stuff to look out for. Um, I do try to find tapes that are sealed. I have had some luck with that, but I'm reading recently that that's not always the best way to go to because I guess sealed tapes can still get mold. Yeah. So um, a lot of collectors are saying if you get something sealed, still open it to check to see if the tape has mold or not. Um, but uh, everything I've gotten that's sealed, except for Night of the Creeps um, and Video Dead, I've opened. But uh, I have a copy of Night of the Creeps that isn't opened. And I also have two other copies of Video Dead, so I don't need to open that one either. So I don't care if it has mold on it. I'm never going to play that one. So it's all good. Hell yeah. I can live with that. Do you remember what the first VHS you ever purchased was? Like purchased myself? Purchased yourself, yes. Either rent, rent, if you can name the rental and the store ones, I would gladly accept that because I have both. When you were done, yeah, you start thinking. Um, <laughs> the first VHS I purchased with my own money. Um, 
was Night of the Demons 2. And it was $60, $70. And I got it with my birthday money. Very nice. Got that and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Both. I got them both around the same time. That was a good birthday. That was good. I had an Ace Ventura birthday one year. Fuck yeah. The first VHS I ever bought at a rental place. Right behind you. Tales from the Crypt. Deep in Night. And the first one I ever bought at a store was The Shining at Walmart. The first VHS I ever bought was Grease. Grease? Yeah. Hey, it's a movie. VHS? That's what the the episode's about, VHS. Still, we're like... Horror mostly, so it's been mostly horror. So, do you remember what the first get you ever gifted a VHS? No, usually any movies I bought, I bought usually. Yeah, ET for me is the first VHS I was ever gifted. Oh, one you were gifted. Gifted, yeah. yeah. How about you? Forget Day of the Dead. Yeah, would have been the first one. Yeah. Birthday style. Yeah, yeah. would have been the first one. Um, yeah, because I, 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 shit. Yeah, because Night of the Demons 2, I, I ordered from Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And Buffy, I got as a previously viewed. I got them both the same day. I remember that. But I don't. At a, at a, at a regular retail store. Um, Return of the Living Dead, I think, was the first one I bought with my own money. I got it was birthday money. Yeah. And Nightmare on Elm Street. I bought those both the same day. I was the twofer. I just feel like I always got more than one movie. Double feature. Usually, yeah. depending, depending on where they came from. Because sometimes yeah. the money was there, sometimes it wasn't. But. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, it was, it was, it was such a different, and I, that's the thing I've explained it. I mean, there was a, I worked at a haunt this past season. There's a lot of kids there that well, some of them had never even seen a VHS tape before. Like they had, right. heard, like hearing a, a, someone explain to you like, oh, I've always heard of these, but I've never seen one makes you feel like you're 110 years <laughs> old. And then you have to kind of explain to them what it is and like how it worked. And they're like, wow, that's really cool. I really wish I could have watched one of these. And I'm like. Like the fuses start popping yeah, in your like, head, you know. They show like YouTube videos of like these kids getting to experience like cassette tapes for the first time, right? And you're just like, like, and they're trying to figure out how to put them. Like, bitch, I know how to do that when I was four. Like, how do you? You're 13. You can't figure it out. Yeah, I can program a uh. VCR before I could like pretty much read. Right, right. And <laughs> the I'm American just, way, right, <laughs> right. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, there are these these. It's kind of a shame because, you know, one of the highlights of my life as a movie fan growing up was Friday after school, we'd go to my grandmother's house, my aunt would take us to the video store, my grandmother would give me $3, my brother $5 because he'd always rent a video game and I'd rent a movie, and it was just looking through those aisles and having no clue what you were taking home. It was just that winging a prayer that you were going to grab something that you were going to like because if you didn't, it didn't matter. You were stuck with it all weekend. Yeah. So you had to make it worth your while. Otherwise, you know, you were going to... So I always... I think that's where my mindset of watching a lot of the same movies happened because I always rented the same stuff over and over and over again, just depending on what week, what I was in the mood for. And um, and I, I miss that there is an entire generation of movie fans that's never going to have that. Now, they're going to have browsing through Netflix and looking it up on their phone. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that drives me crazy is when I go on Facebook and someone's like, hey, I'm about to watch this movie. How is it? Well, why don't you watch it and you come back and tell us? Yeah. Because you're asking everyone else's opinion before you even commit to watch this thing. And you already brought it home. Right. You already own it. You already went to the store, picked it up, and brought it home. And now you want to know what everyone thinks and, about and it? And probably already have an opinion based 
on the movie without even seeing it. Right, right. So just watch it, and then you come back and say, hey, I just got done watching the autopsy of Jane Doe. It was fantastic, or it was terrible, or this is why. Not, hey, how is this? Before yeah. I sit down and watch it, it's like, motherfucker, you already paid twelve ninety nine for it. It's already in your possession. Watch the movie and let us know. Yeah. Uh, because back then, you were at the mercy of the video store clerk, or if you read about it in a magazine, that was it. Or you had to read the back of the case and be like, all right, this sounds good. Well, this looks good, whatever, and that's all you had. There was no other options, there yeah. no other alternatives. You made that commitment, and you were stuck. Yeah, you know. That's kind of like when we when we picked up Trick, we hadn't really heard too much about it. So I posted it. Just pick this up at Walmart. What we pay maybe ten bucks for it. Mm. Has anyone seen it? And what what are your thoughts? Mm. But I'd already watched it. Yeah. When I posted it, right. Just to see what other people's input was before I threw my two cents in. Yeah. Right. And you know, everybody's like, "Oh, it sucked, it sucked, or whatever." And then, I, but I actually ended up really liking it. Well, that's the thing. It's like art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody can watch the same thing and see it differently. That's why it's better for people to get their own opinion because something that you know Chris might hate, I might <coughs> terrifier. Yeah, you know, <laughs> good example. You know what I mean? But like, cause I like terrifier. <coughs> but like, you know, a movie that I do like it. Sorry, Sorry I, had, I, had, I had a frog <laughs> in my throat. You said Brightburn was kind of. Everybody, that movie kind of sucked, but I liked it. I liked it. Too. The uh, but it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, the, people go through different things in life and stuff. Yeah, I might have liked a route they were taking in a movie that he wouldn't like, you know yeah. what I mean, or f- vice versa. So like, I, it's always good for. I, I hear you on that. Like, after people going, should I watch it? Even before you buy it, I mean, just if if it interests you, watch it. Right. You know, I mean, that's what it's there for because. Everybody's going to have a different outlook. I mean, and the other thing, too, is that when you look at those threads, it's such a varying opinion, and it's almost like there are some movies that are very split camps, yeah. where the, the people who really liked it really fucking liked it, and the people who really hated it, like, vehemently hated it. They live to hate it, and every time someone brings it up, it's up to them to tell everybody how awful it is and why they should never watch it again. Yeah. So you ha- if, you, if you really are someone who doesn't really know if they should pick it up or not, and you're asking everyone if they should, you've got a 50-50 split. Yeah. So you're still where you're at. Like, well, I don't know if I should get it or not. Unless there's people you know personally that you agree with that are like, yeah, I get it, or no, don't. But even still, it's like, just get it and bring it home and find out. The worst right. that's going to happen, or if you're not sure, Redbox the damn thing. Yeah. Or go rent it on Amazon. All these digital platforms, yeah. you can rent it. You don't have to commit to buy it if you're right. not sure. Just go rent the fucking thing. That's what we used to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you just kind of watch it and decide if it's going to be something that you're going to want to take home at some point. Um, you know, I know how I felt about The Witch when I when I bought that. I was kind of wishing I had done the whole red box routine with that. Right. Yeah. You just kind of went into a blind, and it yeah. wasn't you weren't crazy about it. But hey, you know what? You made the leap, and that's fine. I mean, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but when you you know, there was a period where you brought up the video dead and everyone's like, oh my God, it's the worst movie ever made. Don't right. see it. Don't watch it. Now, it's like, oh, it's an 80s classic. You need to see it if you're into 80s horror. And it's like, okay, 10 years ago, you fuckers hated this movie. Now you love it. And it's like, what shifted? And it's like, oh, well, the people who loved it or pe- people who are seeing it recently are, are starved for 80s. And this is a very 80s movie. So now the opinion shifts. That's the other thing you got to worry about variables is, this may not be the fan favorite now, but in 20 years, people could look back on it and go, wow, this is great. Yeah. Whereas they're looking at it now saying, oh, this is terrible. Um, you know, Spookies is another example of that, where people, when it was released, it was it was poorly reviewed. People hated it. But now that it's on Blu-ray, people are like, oh, my God, this is one of the best 80s, best 80s horror movies ever made that no one's ever seen. And it's like, no, people saw it. They just didn't fucking like it. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, this is great. I think this is fantastic. There's so much. You can't possibly be bored with this movie. 
But, um, you know, that's the thing that I always take into consideration, too, is not everyone's opinion is going to line up, you know, now. I mean, you know, again, to go back to Rob Zombie's Halloween, somebody, that's their first exposure to Michael Myers. So when they saw Rob Zombie's Halloween, they never saw John Carpenter's Halloween. So in 20 years, when someone asks them, what do you think of Rob Zombie's Halloween? Oh, it's it's amazing. It's yeah. the best, 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 best one. The, the original John Carpenter's movie sucks. Because boring. it's boring. Yeah. This one was great. And, you know, no one's opinion is right or wrong. And I've always told people that you cannot just prove someone's opinion. But it doesn't change the fact that over the course of time, views on things shift. And people's views on things shift because they're not growing up with John Carpenter's Halloween. Yeah. They're growing up with Rob Zombie's Halloween. True. So their exposure to horror is much harder than John Carpenter's. Right. So if they watch John Carpenter's, they're not going to be as into it as they were as the first one because that's their exposure. Or even something that you loved growing up. You can hate it now. Yeah. Yeah. Garbage pumpkin. <laughs> we love John Carpenter's Halloween. We're using that as an example. Right. But don't let critics tell you what to watch because there's a lot of politics in critics. Yes. And they might not, some of them don't even watch the movies that they critique. They watch a trailer or read a little su- summary of the film. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, explain the whole movie just by reading that. Some are friends with the filmmakers or want to be friends with the filmmakers. Yeah, I love it when you watch a movie and a a reviewer is thanked in the credits and that person (laughs) reviews that movie and they give it a really positive review. It's like, gee, I wonder how that happened. Uh, I saw that happen once or twice. Um, I mean, that shit kills the genre in itself. People are always saying they want new, fresh horror and stuff like that, but then there's like a political side to it where... I feel sometimes certain people only want to usher in certain people's films, and if you don't like that small batch that you're getting, well, you're bad. stuck. I mean, you're stuck. you got to go out there. You're, you, realistically, you're probably only going to get a small batch of films that critics going to tell you are fucking, numero uno, man. Right, right, right. So you've got to go out there and hunt down and find. There's good new horror out there. you just got to go find it. Right. You can't wait for it to be spoon-fed to you right. by a critic or something. Right, and sometimes a critic's not even going to cover something like that, too. Yeah. Um, and they're going to gloss over it. Or it's, I mean, people, you go on Facebook now and someone's like, oh, recommend a movie to me, a new horror movie to me that you know, you know I've never heard of or never seen. It's like, well, I don't know what you've heard of and seen, so I'll, I'll talk to you of Jane Doe, coming back to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, I've heard that was good. And then you've got all these people that start commenting, oh, I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it. It's like, well, wait a minute, this was kind of a big deal three years ago. Everybody's new talking about it, so you missed it. Well, okay, whatever, watch it now. And it's just like, that's kind of the other vicious part of the cycle, is after a few years, most of these movies no one talks about anymore. Mm-hmm. They kind of just go away. And the really good ones kind of fall through the cracks, and yeah. no one brings them up anymore. And it's just like, what happened? Like, we've got movies that are sitting here that came out 40 years ago that people still talk about, mm-hmm. But then we've got movies that came out three years ago that nobody remembers. Right. It's just like, oh, well, what the fuck? How'd that happen? You ended up with a vicious cycle of constantly getting new material, so it just gets pushed in the back burner, and then people forget it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess back then, obviously back then, you were getting, weren't getting as much content as quickly, so you had more time to get used to it. I answered my own question. Yeah. Shit. You I mean, got it. I didn't mean to do that. You had time to absorb it. You're a poet, you did it, no. I you know. Did it. Shit. But Sign yeah, me up. Sometimes I, I like to wait for the hype to leave the situation, like the Greasy Strangler or, yeah. or the, 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 uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe. You know yeah. I, mean? I just stopped paying attention to the hype, because if I... Uh, I, I saw Evil Dead, the remake of Evil Dead in the yeah. theaters, and I... Uh, I, I, didn't, I wouldn't say I hated it, but I was like, that was it. 
because yeah. the, the trailer's the scariest movie ever made. Right. You know, all these fucking quotes from all these critics, yeah, like yeah. four yeah. star rating. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, it was fine. But was it was it all this? No. Even the poster was just all quotes. Yeah. Then I watched it at home and I was like, wow, this was pretty good. Yeah. Then I watched the uncut version. Wow, this is really good. Yep. All right, shit. All right, maybe they were, maybe they were onto something, but they pushed it a little too much, a little yeah. too far on the on the. It's like the Blair Witch thing. Yeah. They, they they the way they said that was like the second coming of horror films, like the greatest. And then it's like you watch it, you build up so much hype to it, then you watch it with like an extreme fucking um, bias to it almost, you know what I mean? Like, well, you better prove to me that you're the best fucking movie, right. movie right now. Right. And then when it doesn't live up to it, you're like, eh, fuck them. Like, I'm going to say it sucks because all these other people, even out the herd of everybody else saying it's great. But like, yeah, fucking hype is a killer, man. It really is. Yeah, yeah. it can really make or break a movie. And there are hot... I mean, Blair Witch, for me, I was 12 when that movie came out, yeah. so, like, I remember my mother would not take us to go see it in the theater. She just was not interested. She's like, nope, we're not doing it, you, you know. And it came out on, on, on VHS and DVD, yep. and uh, I, we were lived right across the street from a Rite Aid, and they sold movies, and they had Blair Witch Project, so I bought it right away, came out in October, it was a perfect time for that movie, and I had myself a little Halloween party, and the only reason... As many people came as they did. And I, even as a kid, I understood the only reason these people said yes is because I told them we're going to be watching the Blair Witch Project. And I knew that would get kids to my house. I had 24 kids in a room half the size of this with a TV about a quarter the size of this all crunched together watching the Blair Witch Project. And when that movie was over, half of them didn't want to go home. They were all too scared to leave because it was pitch black outside. Yeah, yeah. They were like, "No, we don't want to leave. We're just going to spend the night." I'm like, I, "Where? Where? Why don't, we're like, we're, we're barely sitting in this room, let alone sleeping." Yeah. So we had to like, my mother had to like call like twelve sets of parents and be like, "Hey, they want to spend the night. Like, is that okay?" And then we had to like shift them through other different rooms because they were too <laughs> afraid to go home. Yeah. And it was just like so for us, you know, that movie to us was terrifying because it was like it, it's the movie like that. To me, I still think is very effective, and I think that what hurt that movie was it fooled a lot of people, yeah. and it pissed them off because yep. nobody likes having the wool pulled over their eyes and then being told "gotcha." You immediately go in defense mode, and when a movie does it to an entire group of people for almost a year, and then it's like, "Oh nope, just kidding. This wasn't real after all." It kind of pisses them off, yeah. and it makes them go, "Well, fuck. I'm not stupid. I knew it was fake the whole time. Your movie sucked, anyways." Yep. But that movie is so effective in what it doesn't show you. Because your imagination puts together what is going on, and it's much more terrifying than yeah, whatever monster they could have dreamed up, right. you know, or whatever creature they could have, a person, whatever. And to think how they made that movie, I mean, that was pure lightning in a bottle, how that movie was made, how it came together, how it was marketed. That was like all of the stars aligned so perfectly that it could possibly never happen again. I mean, the website. That was the first example of viral marketing. You know, the um, first found footage film, too, wasn't it? No, no, it, was, no? it wasn't the first. It was one of the earlier ones, but it wasn't one oh. of the, There was one called The Last Broadcast. Cannibal Holocaust is considered uh, found yeah, footage. Yeah, yeah. How you know? I forget about Cannibal Holocaust. Um, so, but it was, it was the first one that was heavily advertising, hey, this really happened, and yeah. hey, we're putting this out there for you to watch. And... I mean, like, the part where Heather's running through the woods yelling, what the fuck is that? They woke those kids up in the middle of the night by shaking their tent and playing the sounds of kids 
laughing and crying in the background yeah, just to get the real and have somebody them. running in a white tracksuit. What? That's what, she, that's what they did in the yeah. movie? Oh, really? But that's what she was saying, what the fuck is that to? Is some guy in a white suit in the middle of the woods that was pure white, all she saw was this white figure hmm. running along with them and being woken up in the middle of the night out of a dead sleep and hearing kids crying and laughing in the background and then seeing that? Yeah, you bet your ass she wasn't acting. She right. was terrified. So it's like to think that that's what they did to make that movie possible, that's yeah. insane. And the fact that it got made and it is as powerful as the way it is and love it or hate it, it's still being discussed and it still is utilized to help filmmakers make other films. So someone going, hey, look, they made this for nothing. And what people don't understand is when they made Blair Witch Project for nothing, they had something because they had a good cast that could improvise that they could just fuck with for two weeks and was willing to let them do it. There was no script. Hmm. All that movie was improvised. It was just basic ideas. This is what you're going to do. This is where you're going to be. And if you feel like you need help, there will be somebody around. But for the most part, you are on your own. And we're going to do some shit to you. You're not going to know what it is, when it's going to happen. They started taking food away from them. So they were they were sleep deprived and they were hungry. Survivor, the horror. horror. Really, it was. I had no idea. It was. It was was such a guerrilla style filmmaking that you could never do today because you'd get sued. But the fact that all of that came together and a movie came out of it is insane. And that it was a movie that sparked a generation of filmmakers to go, hey, they did that, so could we. They made it for no money. We can make something for no money. Now, granted, we got a lot of shit because of it, because there were a lot of filmmakers who made a movie for $20 and thought, yeah, I'm going to be the next Blair Witch Project, and really, they were barely even the Bear Wench Project, but, you know, they... Probably sure. Right, yeah, and they went out and did their thing, and it was whatever, but... It, but it also got people off their ass to try to do something. And I think it, insp- true I think it did inspire filmmakers it to did. make movies like it. Yeah, that kind of makes me want to go back and revisit it now. It's a good movie. It really is. Yeah. It's been a while. That tent scene with, with, with the shaking in the tent after the kids yeah. laughing, that is one of the most intense moments I can think of. Could, could you imagine being, being in, the, in that tent? Being in the I middle, being in the middle oh, of the I woods. Die, and just all of a sudden, you're, like, you're in a dead sleep and you hear... <laughs> And all of a sudden, and then like the tent starts moving, and yeah. like all you can do is run. Yeah, and then that's now it. you're alone because everybody's if you're, going. If you're, not, if you're not so scared that you, you know, you actually get the tent open, right? Like, I couldn't get the tent open. No, I would be frozen. No, I would. I would legitimately just be like, I don't care what you are. Take me out now or leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> don't you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just leave me alone. You know, whatever you got to do, I don't care. But like, just leave me be. Yeah. But it's just you know to to think that that's how that movie was made and and how it came together. It's just like you know that was incredible but you know that was in that time frame where like you didn't have all the information you thought it was real we all thought it was real all these i mean all of us were like oh my god we just watched a we just watched a snuff movie because you know these kids are dead you know but then they showed up on mtv and everyone was like oh well fuck you blair witch (laughs) you know you wanted you to be dead yeah why aren't you fuckers dead (laughs) so you know but i i think that uh the movies like that really have a staying power because they, they really do have the ability to scare people because there's nothing that you can pinpoint in it. Paranormal Activity is the same way. There's no creature in that movie. It's just it's an unseen force that you see moving things around. And it's as simple as a door slamming and yeah. all of a sudden the entire theater at the same time let five feet in the air. Right. You know, And then there's that anticipation of what's going to happen the next night and then it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and you're just like... This is fucking awful. I, and it's all, you know, 
It was great for the first one, but you know, oh yeah, no, then it, then it, then it got to be a formula, and it was kind of it kind of got repetitive and stale. But it's just it's amazing to think how many movies that they're like, we don't have a lot of money, but we've got some talented people, and we've got some a, an idea that could work, and let's just see if it sticks. And then it does. I don't think any classic horror film they set out to make a classic. I think they just set out to make the best movie they can make with what resources they had. And it just happened to come that way. That's what, like, filmmakers, like, I don't know how you guys feel about him, but Adam Green drives me nuts. Because he's trying to make movies with icons and characters, and he's trying to make classic horror films. Don't try to make a classic horror film. Just try to make a horror film. And if it happens to get an audience in a following and becomes a classic horror film, great. But don't make that the purpose and the point. Because you're never going to hit that mark, because you're trying too hard to hit that mark, and it's obvious. All of the horror movies we know and love today were not made to be classic horror films. If you ever talk to anyone who made them, they will tell you the same thing. We have no idea. We didn't know what we were doing. We were just trying to do the best we could with what we had. Mm-hmm. And that was it. So. True. And those are the ones still getting talked about to this day. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a very good episode. Yeah, I think on that note we should probably... We're, right, we're rounding the two-hour mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I can keep going, but, you know. But this will be... We're going to return to the VHS subject because me and Christopher are hunting still. We're going to get you hunting. Yeah, I so know, because now be, I really want to start. <laughs> this will be our Back to VHS Tape 1 episode. And we'll return for Tape 2. And That'll future. be a three-hour conversation. <laughs> yeah, because she'll be into it by then. <laughs> I know. We can hear about the new VHS you picked up. Yeah, well, Alan's right. got a lot of good VHS spots. Yeah, it does. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, now I'm trying to think of all the the ones like the closest ones to my house. Well, you can eBay. <laughs> you can hop on the eBay. Mm-hmm. Savers sells them. Yeah. Every now and then you'll bump into some good stuff. Every Salvation Army, yard sales, flea markets. Yep. There's a place called uh, Snakes Nostalgia Lounge in Providence that sells VHS. They're pretty good. Lots of good stuff there. I think the Time Capsule time sells them. Yeah. Well, Time Capsule also has an eBay store. Actually, before you, well, I'll tell you off here. Okay. <laughs> and with that, we'll wrap up the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming, Chris. Oh, we'll yeah. have you back again soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Absolutely. would you like to say bye-bye to anybody? Bye-bye bye to, to everybody. Anybody. Bye to exactly. everybody. Exactly. And we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.